You, you want to see something really scary? What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Welcome everybody to episode 211 of the Grave Plot Podcast. I'm Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. Uh... We're back and on time. Hey, look at that. It's like, you know, two's a streak. <laughs> no, what did, what did Coach Lou Brown say? He was like, we won today. We win tomorrow, that's two in a row. We win on Sunday, that's called a winning streak. It has happened before. <laughs> um, you know what the best Lou Brown moment in that movie is? Who? Or what? Uh, when he's selling the tires and the guy calls and he's like, I'd like to be coach of the Cleveland Indians. And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> Rather throw tires than fucking coach. Um, anyway, uh, yes, we're back. Uh, you know, last episode kind of got away from us because we hadn't recorded in... A month? Was that how long it was? Well, just about, yeah. yeah. Uh, pro- probably not so much this time. Maybe. Pro- probably not, but who can say? Plus, we had like the whole recap of the film festival and stuff. So. That's true. Um, uh, anyway, what's what's new with you, Taylor? What's up, which is... Uh, not much. Not much. Not much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good deal. Yep. We're planning on taking LA again this year. That's right. Yeah, we just... Uh, it's not going to be quite the same. We're not, it's not as uh, as expansive as last time. But. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're only going to be there for two, three days, right? maybe. Um, or or possibly just overnight, depending on what, what happens, I guess. Cause, so the, the original plan, or what's prompting us to go down there is Ghost is playing, and they're going on a tour, another U.S. tour. And uh, we already bought tickets to see them here. But then, after some not-so-subtle hints dropped by the band, it appears that they're going to be replacing Papa 4. Jesus is coming. I can't figure out what, that's, what that means. <laughs> I don't know. Um, blah. It's like, is this new singer going to be like Jesus? Jesus? Is he going to be Hispanic? <laughs> Some guys from Jesus. <laughs> um, but anyway, it, it, it seems like they're going to be killing him off or replacing him otherwise. Top five, I guess. <sighs> Maybe. I mean, because it seemed like, you know, they named Copia Papa Four. But it kind of was, again, not so subtle hints that he actually is Papa Niles' son. Right. Or, you know, kind of like illegitimate son. Uh, so he was like the truly last one in the bloodline, 
unless there's another one, or they're just gonna like do like the Royals do, and just like, okay, well, you know, whoever's next in succession. But um, anyway, so it seems like that's what they're gonna be doing. Uh, they're gonna be doing it at the Forum in in Inglewood. What what? Got to no good. Um, and it's the you know it's at the Forum, and they had one show. It was gonna be the last show of the tour, and. I don't know how fast it sold out, but it completely sold out. Really? There is not a single available seat left. At least from what I could tell. Because when I last looked, the public on sale hadn't started yet. It was just all the pre-sales. But the pre-sales aren't hard to access, you know. Like, mm -hmm. like for us, we signed up for Ghost's email list. email list, and they sent us a pre-sale code. Anyway, so that show was for all... I could tell was completely sold. Um, and so they actually made a second show the, the next night there in, in England. And um, so that's what, that's the one we're going to. How mad would you be if you had bought tickets to that 11th show? And then they added the second one, which seems like it's going to be like where everything goes down. I, honestly, the fact that they are, because remember I was showing you in, in the, the rules of the, the venue rules or whatever, it says you have you, there are no electronics allowed. Yeah, but just for that that show, the second show. Are you sure? Pretty sure. I could. And that show is ghost only. Oh really? Yeah, there's no opener for the show we're going to. Really? Yeah. Huh. I I do not know that. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I had didn't really have a lot of interest in seeing a lot of Martha anyway, but right. Um, huh. That is weird. Weird, wild stuff. Yeah, because I figured they're just, because the, the fact that there's no electronics allowed made me think that they're just going to be, um, doing it two nights. Like the, 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 the performance of changing over singers or, or, you know, who, you know, being replaced or whatever's going to happen. I figured they're just going to do it twice. And that's why you couldn't have your cell phone. Oh, it is. Both shows are no devices and they're both ghost only. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, well, okay. So yeah, then that, that makes sense because I figured they're probably just going to do it twice. Could be, could be. Cause, but otherwise, yeah, that would be a fucking, that'd be a dick move. Yeah. Because like I said, the, the hints that what was going to happen were were not subtle. No, not at all. Unless they're just like yanking our chain. Which is possible. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. But. They like to yank chains and wobble asses. <laughs> we're going to see Ghost twice. And our ass is going to be so wobbled, we're, we ain't going to shit right for a week. We're not going to... SHIT rights for a month. Um, but yeah, that's, that's going to be exciting. Um, and hopefully this trip is better than my last one. Yeah. <laughs> I just make sure we don't get any upstairs hotel rooms this time. Or, you know, like nothing I have to walk down any stairs. Oh, and like for our conversation on uh, Thursday, when I was talking about the Haunted Mansion at Disney. Yeah. I, I went and looked at last year's schedule, and if it goes on a similar schedule, then it will be open when we're there, but it will already be changed over. In September? Yep. 
fuck's sake. We just can't win. I know. I haven't one seen... of these years we're just gonna have to go for like one of our birthdays or something and just make a summer's trip. Yeah, I, I haven't been I haven't seen the regular haunted mansion in let's see. Last time was our my wife and I went down for was our first anniversary, I think. And we've been married, was it nine years? Eight years. So it's been at least seven years since I saw it. Saw the normal haunted mansion. I don't know that I've seen it in probably 20, 25 years. Oh, that's right. You always go down. I always fall. go for October. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, this all goes back to my argument about Nightmare Before Christmas. No, just shut up about that. That's... What? It's irrelevant to the point. It's just... It's... It's not... If they made it look like Halloween Town, that would be one thing. That would be one thing. But they make it look like Christmas. Yeah. Which is not horror. No. There's nothing horrific... Well, I mean, unless it's like a Christmas horror movie. There's nothing horrific about what they do there. Right. Because it's all goofy Tim Burton shit. Yeah. And so... And it's Disney, so they're not going to go... Well, sure. Full gore with it. But yeah, it's like... So, I mean, okay, but like I said, this goes back to my point about Nightmare Before Christmas being a Christmas movie. Because you decorate it in Christmas shit. For Halloween and the Halloween season, have it be the regular fucking Haunted Mansion because Haunted Mansion is horror-leaning. Yeah. Like Halloween. Right. It's more spooky. And it's like you have literally an entire fucking month before even December 1st to like shut it down on November 1st and redo it. Sure. Nobody fucking cares about Thanksgiving. I mean, <laughs> well, speaking of Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. How the fuck did we do that? <laughs> uh, Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. It's finally fucking happening. Yeah. You know, uh,. Planet Terror. Planet, you know, Planet Terror, but Grindhouse came out before we started the show, didn't it? I think so. But I feel like it several times. Yeah, it was 2007. Okay. Um, but yeah, over the course of the show, you know, we actually did, was it two years worth? We Two of our first years we did Thanksgiving episodes. <laughs> Thanksgiving episodes. <laughs> Well, we, we managed to, to come up with two movies. Yeah, because it was Home Sweet Home was one of them. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, we did two Thanksgiving episodes, and like, you know, we talked about how, like, oh, yeah, we can continue this if E.I. Roth makes this Thanksgiving movie. Yeah. And it just never happened. Here we are, fucking, you know, better part of 15 years later. Yeah, 16. Is it 16? I can't do math in my head right 2007? now. 2007, yeah. This would be year 16. Okay. Whatever month. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So it, it is finally happening. Um, no details yet, except for that uh, they're talking to McCreamy. Right. Yeah. Pat, Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Duffy. <laughs> uh, from, uh, yeah, was it Grey's, Grey's Anatomy fame? Yep. Uh, he's in talks to play the sh- town sheriff. Who, of course, was played by Michael Bean in the trailer. Michael Bean's 
Michael Michael Pinto Bean. Yep, they, that's his nickname. They call him Pinto. <laughs> so they call him on his beer league. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, that's exciting. Um, I have been somewhat disenchanted with Eli Roth over the years, but I... I feel like but that's that's his niche. Like that's that's his sweet spot. So that's why I'm yeah. hoping. Like I'm not like super stoked about it as I would have been probably you know ten years, years ago. ago. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm still hopeful that he makes it. You know that in that grindhouse style and very kind of low budget. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean more like you know, um, Cabin in the Woods type stuff. Yeah, like, like that kind of. Feel. What was the first one that got made? What do you mean? The first Grindhouse trailer that actually got made in a movie. Machete. Yeah. Was Hobo with a Shotgun one of those? It was a trailer, yeah. Okay, so that, those two. I don't I don't remember if it was played by Rutger Hauer in the trailer, but uh, yeah, it's who played him in the movie. Yeah. R.I.P. So this, uh, this starts the clock for Edgar Wright. Make a full-length version of Nope. Don't. Don't. Sorry. <laughs> if you are thinking about going into that house, don't. don't. There's a giant naked Nick Frost in there. <laughs> giant man baby, for whatever reason. Because <laughs> it's Nick Frost. Um, apparently, he's just... Uh, Signed on to do some kind of like, I think it's like a romantic comedy with Alicia Silverstone. Okay. Because, you know, why not? Yeah, sure. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, so looking forward to that. Don't know when it's going to happen, but the fact that they are actively pursuing actors, you know, to be part of the cast is, you know. Good sign. Good sign. Thanksgiving. <laughs> I can't. What was the last line? Like the the last line in that? I don't remember the first part of it, but the second part was all will be carved. Right. It was white meat, dark meat, all will be carved. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Great stuff. Stuffing. <laughs> I hope they have the scene where the cheerleader does the splits on the knife. Oh, like, through the trampoline. They have to. They have to put all those scenes in there. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. Those are those are what people fell in love with. Yeah. If you leave those scenes out, then what are we even doing? What are we, what are we doing here? Um. Actually, you know what? I don't think I've actually seen Hobo with a Shotgun, but I know it's wild. <laughs> I've I've heard it's just fucking wacky as shit, but um, like Machete. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure almost all those scenes in the trailer were put into the movie. Good. Good. Have you not seen Machete? I haven't seen Machete. I don't remember the trailer that much, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it's, God, it's been a while since I watched Grindhouse, so... Um, anyway. When are we getting Machete Kills in Space? That was the question. You know, I kept hearing things over the over the years. That, and Trejo was always pushing for it. Well, sure, yeah. Uh, in between making the world's best tacos. That's right, and donuts and coffee and cerveza and hot sauce. <laughs> He's a fucking renaissance man. I need to get more of his hot sauce. It was good. Was it? Yeah. Nice, nice. 
can probably buy it online. You can. It's not the same. It's stupid expensive. <laughs> is it? The shipping is, yeah. That's dumb. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, I guess before we get into the show proper, uh, let's, let's thank some people, shall we? Let's. Thanks, people. <laughs> thanks, people. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so we want to thank our grave diggers over on Patreon. They help um, finance this little dog and pony show that we run here. I'm the dog. Taylor's the pony. <laughs> um, Wait, is that a medium cloud joke? Hmm? Is that a medium cloud joke? It is now. <laughs> um, Taylor's the pony fucker. I just thought we a fucking goat. <laughs> You gotta turn that around on me and say, does that make you the dog fucker? Does it? <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, we uh, we don't make a lot of money doing this show, surprisingly. <laughs> so uh, you know what we do get in contributions from the uh, from our grave diggers does go a long way. We have to pay for our website and you know um, internet host area like a MP3 hosting and you know all the like, the fun little expenses that go along with podcasting. Um, that we cannot pay for out of pocket. So, uh, thanks. <laughs> um, thank you to Carlos Ravilla, Gory B Movie, Max Zaleski, Aaron Meyer, Bob Voorhees, and Kevin Nesgoda. Uh, we appreciate you. He is so much. Word. Taylor's got a big old boner in his pants right now thinking about it. That's right. Uh, Taylor, if anybody else wants to give you a boner, where can they go? You can go to patreon.com slash podcast. For as little as $1, you can get uh, exclusive perks like joining us live on Discord uh, every episode for Horror Business, like Bob is doing right now. Hey, Bob. Um, and, yeah, we have got a couple different tiers. Um, and with, with different perks, you can get uh, discounts on merchandise. Pocket Parks Kid. Pocket Parks Kid. And, uh, and... Stuff and all the money goes right back into the show, whether it be the podcast or the Great Blood Film Fest. I just had to ship out some trophies, and that cost more than I expected. I saw the charge in our email. Holy Jesus! Of course, we had to mail some to what Spain and where else? Yeah, well, two to Canada, one to Spain. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then one to California. That one was cheap. <laughs> Go figure. Okay, uh, so that does it. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, there you go. You got your thanks. Now we're done. <laughs> uh, let's do some more business. So, starting out in real world horror, we're going to take a trip to, I don't, I don't think we've ever been to the Philippines. I don't think so. If we have, I don't remember it. But, you know, again, in these third world countries, I don't know, is, is Philippines considered third world? I know, I wouldn't I would say so. No? I don't think because, so. Because, I mean, you got towns like, like Manila, like the capital city, which seems like it's... You know, mostly like a, a normal metropolitan area. Yeah. But then you have people like literally living in huts. Yeah. yeah so, true. with like no indoor plumbing and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, 
I'm going to lead towards maybe Second World. Even though I don't really know what Second World means. Uh, let's see. Well, what's the date on this? This says today the Philippines is still considered a third world country. Well, there you go. What's that based on? Like GDP or something? That's a good question. I don't know. Hmm. Most people say problems such as corruption, unemployment, crimes, and poverty are the ones that hinder this country to be a part of the developed countries. Yeah, they their crime is real bad. Like, you ask anybody who lives there and they'll tell you. Yeah. Or has lived there, you know. My, my wife used to work with a with a uh, Filipino girl, and she said, like, the Philippines is just a bad, bad place. Oh, no. And especially because you have a corrupt piece of shit as president. Plus, they have Mananangals. Right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, you don't expect the police to jump into action when, you, you know, somebody were to call in and say... Oh my god, I saw a Sasquatch. Police would probably be like, I just saw a fucking vampire. <laughs> Police would probably be like, sure you did, and hang up. Um, but not in the Philippines, no, no. When two girls claimed to have encountered the fearsome mythical creature known as a Mananaga. Is that right? Mananaga. Mananaga. Well, that's an L. Yeah. Did you think it was an explanation? <laughs> I thought you put it there. I don't know you put so much stank on it. <laughs> I thought you put it there because you wanted me to yell it. Mananangal. It's got half of banana in the middle of it. So I, that's why there's Manana. But there's a G before the last A, so it's Mananang. But there's another G. That's what's really throwing me off. It's yeah. the double G's. Mananangal. Mananangal. That's a mouthful. That's what she says. <laughs> uh, according to a local media report, the curious, curious case being curious. curious. Most curious. Mm. <laughs> Curiouser and curiouser. Uh, case began last Thursday evening in the community of Talisay, where they where the pair of sorry when the pair of witnesses said they had spotted something rather unusual and terrifying perched upon atop a house. Now let me stop there and say I've never personally been to the Philippines, but I've seen plenty of videos and the kind of creatures that run around there, and I'd say that there are likely any number of things that could be perched on top of a house that would look very disturbing in the dark. Sure. Like even like just a big bird. Or a big monkey. Sure. A, a baboon, if you will. Actually, yeah. are those? I, I don't know. Probably not a baboon, but just a bit. Yeah, monkeys. Yeah. What if you got a knife? <laughs> just pacing back and forth saying, Attica, Attica. Remember the story we did about the monkey with the knife? Yeah, yeah. He was stabbing the roof. <laughs> There's a video too, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> great stuff. Um, let's see. Um, 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 um. Although the details surrounding what they what they specifically saw are scant, the shaken young women told police that they believed that the oddity 
or believe the oddity to be a Mananagal. 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 Which in Philippine folklore is said to be a bat like creature that can separate its body at the torso. Where do they come up with this shit? <laughs> Why, though? Maybe it was two bats. Maybe. Like fucking? Sure, yeah. So, so it just looked like just a ball of wings and fur? Yeah, yeah. Um, but may, my question is, why would it want to separate its body at the torso? What would be the reasoning for that? I don't know. I don't know body come! <laughs> just think about it. Is, there, is there a name for that? Floating head doctor? Right. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, word of the strange sighting soon spread like wildfire. Wildfire. Uh, in the community and concerns surrounding the incident were compounded when, a few days later, it was said that a creature with a head of a pig and the body of a human. So it's piglet. <laughs> uh, had been seen in a nearby town. Or as a man bear pig. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, what are we saying? Is this what the what this Manamangala looks like? No, I think this is a different creature. Oh boy, they got all things kind of. They got Manamangals and man bear pigs. <laughs> um, authorities went as far to t- as far uh, went as what's fuck's sake. <sighs> Let me reset. Where's <laughs> the Authorities went so far as to hold. My son's knocking. I don't know if he's knocking on the door or if he's knocking on the wall. The door. Is it the door? Yeah. All right, we're gonna hit pause here. Okay. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. Authorities pleaded with the residents to stop sharing rumors of Monadagal sightings. And instead, to immediately notify police if they encounter something unusual. So, if you see a Monadagal, just call it something unusual. <laughs> Don't I, say Monadagal. Yeah, I seen something unusual. unusual. But say I seen, so they know you're smart. That's <laughs> just to say I saw it. Um, so here you go. Like I've said this before, but I just can't imagine in America a a press conference with, you know, say Seattle Mayor Bruce Harrell, where he's just like, please stop reporting werewolves. (laughs) Just stop. (laughs) Well, it's like, you know, I said, I've said this before, you know, you got these countries with really heavily, um, you know, very densely, these aren't the right words, basically a a lot of um, religious people, Mm. a a very large religious population, you know, a very religious country. Um, I think Catholicism is very big in, I believe that's correct, in Philippines. Um, So yeah, just breathe this shit, where they believe in the supernatural and monsters and shit. Um, and, uh, yeah, 
But yeah, I, just, I can't imagine being taken seriously enough to schedule a press conference. Yeah, if you called and said, I swear I saw Bigfoot. Yeah. You, know, you know, when they probably get involved is if somebody died and you like said, oh, I was like, I swear a fucking Sasquatch just killed him. I saw it. I saw right. it with my own eyes. They'd probably investigate. Yeah, and they'd pro- also probably lock you in a room until they found out what happened. Yeah. It was like, because, you know, you're the number one suspect because yeah. Sasquatch is not real. Right. Kevin. I <laughs> 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 feel like whenever I'm looking for real-world horror stories, I, like, once every couple months, the site that I go to has a Sasquatch story. So I'm just like, here, look at this. And he starts talking about it. I'm like, I didn't watch it. <laughs> No, no, no. You, you've mistaken me. I don't care. Yeah, I just thought you might want to see this. It's like when I show my girlfriend a TV show or something. I'm like, yeah, this looks like something you might watch. I'm going to go watch basketball in the other room. <laughs> I mean, I want to watch it with her. Yeah, this looks like something you would like. Yeah, and it's like, you know, when somebody gets dead eyes when you're talking to them, it means they're not interested. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you, if you live with somebody, whether it be a significant other or even a roommate, you should know that look. Sure. Not only should you know it just from living with the person, but you should be aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Anyway, stop calling about man and gulls. Yeah. Manan and gulls. Because... How many gnaws are on this thing? <laughs> seven. Seven gnaws. Banana, nana. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Let's, uh, let's talk about something else. Something else. Right, so was it Amazon that had the, the, I know you did last summer series. Yes. You, you watched Yes. Right? It was bad. It was not. It was not good. <laughs> like, there are shows that are bad. There are shows that are good. Shows that are not bad. <laughs> and shows that are not good. Yes. And it was definitely in between all of those. Bad and good are a spectrum. <laughs> And was there also talk of, re- of a re- re- <laughs> a reboot remake movie, or was it just it turned into the series? I mean, that's hard to say because there was that was the re- series the one that was James Wan was doing. Was yeah. James Wan involved in a re- in a remake of this? I don't recall. I don't think he was on this. Well, regardless of all that. Forget about the remakes. Forget about the reboots. Let's talk legacy sequel. Oh, that's yeah. the hot new thing now. Sony Pictures is bringing "I Know What You Did Last Summer" back with a brand new sequel movie. I got oh, this. Yes, Neil H. Moritz and James Wan were executive producers of the TV show. Okay, so yeah, I think that maybe they started trying to do a movie and then turned it into a TV show. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr., who starred in the original 1990 slasher movie, are in talks to reprise their roles for the new movie. Now, you see, 
When you plan a legacy sequel, you should already have that locked down. That's probably true. Yeah. You shouldn't say, hey, we're going to make a legacy sequel. We're going to bring back old cast members. And if the only person you can land is Brandy, nobody cares. <laughs> um, are they going to like retcon like Halloween did? I don't know. Like Exorcist is doing? I mean, it would be to their benefit. It's true. Um, because those sequels... We're going to get Jack Black with dreadlocks? Well, he's, I'm pretty sure he's dead. Well, I know, but if we're retconning things. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jennifer Caton Robinson of Do Revenge has been brought on board to direct. Do Revenge. I believe that is the one with uh, uh, Maya Hawk. Mmm. I know that name, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, Cuban B. Uh, Deadline reports insiders say the project is still early development and that Neil H. Moritz is in talks to return as producer with Liam McKendrick on board to write the script. Is that believe? Liam McKendrick. Do you know that name? I know um, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. <laughs> That's a different last name, even. Is that close? It's close. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, no, I don't think I do. Uh, the site also notes while McKendrick is penning the pick, the idea for the new film came from Robinson and McKendrick. Robinson? Who's Robinson? Oh, the director. Uh, Robinson and McKendrick, who blew studio execs away when they pitched this idea. <laughs> Blue Studio Execs, away. <laughs> you forgot to say away again. <laughs> uh, when they pitched this idea for a sequel last fall, especially given the recent success of the Scream franchise. Yep. Remember they made Scream 5 still screaming? <laughs> I knew that was so stupid I couldn't even do it out. <laughs> Now they're working on Scream 6. Can't stop the screaming. Don't stop, don't stop the screaming. <laughs> and I hear they're already working on Scream 7, Scream On. <laughs> okay, but legitimately, what are they going to call this movie? Like, because you already had I Know What You Do Last Summer. I still know what you did last summer. And there was a third one. I'll always know what you did last summer. Right. I mean... I would think probably just I know you did last summer. That's what the same thing, that's what they've been doing with these legacy sequels. That's true. Call it, hey, remember me? I know you did last summer again. <laughs> <laughs> um Hey, remember last summer? I remember that shit. I was there. Oh, so. they're, they're gonna call it Remember Last Summer? Pepper Try Remembers. <laughs> Sponsored by <laughs> Pepper Farms, of course. They're all eating cookies throughout the movie. <laughs> Would you like a Pizzelle? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was never really a big fan of these to begin with. I liked the first one. I didn't like any of the sequels. No, yeah, the sequels were garbage. Uh, like, just through and through. Beginning to end, just dog shit. The first one was just kind of like... Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, on the heels of, like, Scream... And uh, I, uh, I mean, Urban Legend, which I think I would watch the original. I think I would probably watch I Know What You Did Last Summer before I watched Urban Legend. 
Yes. But those kind of... I don't care for Urban Legend. No, it was not good. Um, especially when you, like, learned the, who it was at the end. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I forgot I was going with that. Whether or not you were excited for this. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's like, whatever. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'll watch it at some point. Yeah. Probably wait till I can, like, watch it on streaming service. Yeah, probably me too. Sony, what would that be? Stars, I guess. No, that's, I don't have that one. I have the Stars channel on Amazon, so. It's like the only one I don't have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to watch it a lot because they always had, like, the best movies. Mm. But now there's so many, it's just like. Everybody's got movies. Everybody's got movies. And it's like I'm, I'm paying for cable, and now I'm paying for all these streaming services. Basically paying for cable twice. It's More or less, yeah. Like, but of course, everything's exclusive, so it's like you can't just have cable anymore, really. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't even want cable. Like, I don't watch it. I, yeah, I, I use it for sports. It's literally the only thing I watch cable. Yeah. Like, uh, Kristen, she'll like... I don't think she even really watches it anymore. She like records like DVR things. We never watch TV live, like never. Especially like since I really stopped watching football, like that was pretty much the only thing we ever watched live. Maybe sometimes like The Masked Singer. We don't watch that at all anymore. Um, but everything we stopped watching that too. We started boycotting when they had Giuliani on there. Oh, for us, we just I think we lost interest before that. But I think that was a big part of why like, I never cared to go back. But, you know, my, my whole loss of interest was really just kind of an all-encompassing thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this this gimmick has kind of run its course. Yeah. Yeah, I just can't fucking stand Jan McCarthy. Now there's that, too. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. I just, it's whatever. I feel like Freddie Prince hasn't been in much lately. I feel it. Yeah, him, he and um, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar just, I think they just kind of retired for a while. She's back now. She's yeah. she's, she's working again. He's working on starting his own wrestling company. Yeah, I can't, do we talk about that on the show? Or I don't think so. You, I mean, you told me about that, but I must have just been in a, in a conversation. Um, yeah, I don't know if maybe they... they just kind of backed away to raise their kids or or something. Yeah, but, maybe. I mean, I imagine their kids are older now and you know, kind of getting back to work. Yeah. Maybe that Buffy money's not paying and, the bills anymore. <laughs> I think JLH has been doing TV, right? Isn't she on like one of those nine one one shows? Yes, or she was. I don't know if she still is or not. She was on Criminal Minds for a while, and then yeah, she was on nine one one. I can't, I don't know. Kristen watched it, and I, she was the ghost whisperer. Right. I feel like I just saw something recently that she was in. I can't remember if it was a movie or a TV show, or that she was like going to be in. I don't know. I don't know either. Drawing. Um... <sighs> Blank. It's a joke. Yeah, I know. I got it. Yeah. Because I told you. All right, should we talk about something else? Yes.
right, so speaking of Sony, uh, they have recently announced the next in line for the uh, Resident Evil film franchise. Sort of. Got a lot of irons in the fire. Like, they are really overworking this franchise. Yeah, because there was the series, right, on Netflix? Or was yeah. that a movie? They had a series on Netflix. They got With the guy from Umbrella Academy. Guy from Umbrella Academy. The big gorilla-bodied guy. No, that was a movie. It was a movie, okay. Yeah, Nathan Dales was actually in it, too. Nathan Dales. Daryl. Oh. Uh, and actually, I never saw that. I heard it was real bad, so I just kind of never bothered. That's what I heard also. So they had that, which was apparently very bad. Uh, they had the TV show on Netflix. It was completely unrelated. That was live action? Or yeah, that was animated. It was that, live okay. action. Uh, they got canceled after one season. Um, and, uh, and they had the animated movie. Then they have animated movies. I mean, they've had several animated movies at this point. And those seem to be, aside from like the original movies with Milo Jojovic, uh, the animated movies seem to be the only thing that they can do that actually makes money. <laughs> yeah. Um, those are the Paul W.S. Anderson movies, right? With Milo Yeah. 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 Um, there's, there's a trailer for the new White Men Can't Jump. And uh, the guy's talking about how, like, Paul W.S. Anderson is the greatest director of our generation. That's <laughs> the white guy, right? Yeah. Jack Harlow. See, I know that name, and I He's just... He's a rapper. Is he the guy that has the FX show? No, that's Lil Dicky. Oh, okay. I would love Lil Dicky in that role. <laughs> Lil Dicky with the messed up penis. Does he actually have a fucked yes. up dick? Yes. From what I've read, he legitimately has a fucked up dick where he like has a, a botched circumcision and pees out the side of his dick. Oh my god. <laughs> and he has to like put his thumb over it when he pees. Holy shit. Yeah, it's awful. Why wouldn't you get that fixed? I don't know, can you? I mean, you, you would know. stitch it up or something? Like, I don't Re know. Reroute it? <laughs> you would think? I don't know. They can, they can give female to male uh, trans people, fake, or, you know, penises, you'd think that they could reconstruct his. Yeah, and uh, he's got that FX money. Sure, he's yeah. got that Dave money. <laughs> Man, that's no kind of life. <laughs> I know. Um, anyway. So, Sony has announced the next uh, in the Resident Evil animated film franchise. Uh, being titled uh, Resident Evil Death Island. That's real. That's real clever. It's like, what about Dead Island? That's already a video game. Death Island. <laughs> Nailed it. Let's go. Put it on the board. Also, that just sounds so fucking generic. It does. Uh, it's directed by Ichiro Hasumi of Assassination Classroom. I'm guessing that's maybe like an anime. Um, it definitely sounds like an anime, anime title. Yeah, it does. <laughs> From a screenplay by Makoto Fukami of uh, Psychopaths. Also sounds like an anime. Or is it manga? Which which one's which? Ma isn't the manga with the tentacle porn? No. <laughs> I mean, yes and no. There's probably tentacle porn manga. This is Assassination Classroom. There you go. There's some kind of uh, giant smiley face guy with tentacles. 
I think, yeah, so... I know one is animation and the other is like comic books. And I can't remember which one's which. I think anime is probably the anime. anime are TV shows or movies. Well, manga or manga? Manga? I believe the correct pronunciation is manga. People who don't give a shit say manga. I say manga. Ma- manga are comic books or graphic novels. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Anyway. Uh, Death Island is a sequel to Resident Evil Vendetta, which I don't know that I've seen. Uh, DSO agent Leon S. Kennedy, who is uh, the second best character in the series, I'd say. Yeah? Yeah, be, Chris, I mean, there's Chris Redfield, who's just a badass, and Leon Kennedy, is, he's, he's quite the badass as well. Um, he was the one that was in Resident Evil 2, the blonde hair guy. Oh, okay. Um, 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 um. Uh, he's on a mission to rescue Dr. Antonio Taylor after he, was, after he was kidnapped. However, a mysterious woman blocks his initial pursuit. Meanwhile, BSAA agent Chris Redfield, oh, cool, it's got Leon and Chris, uh, is investigating a zombie outbreak in, in San Francisco where the cause of infection cannot be identified. The only thing that victims have in common is that they all visited Alcatraz Island recently. That must be the Oh, that's the, the titular Death Island. Uh, that's where you have. I should have called it Death Rock. <laughs> uh, following that clue, Chris and his team head to the island where a new horror awaits them. More zombies. <laughs> yeah, it's probably just the same old horrors, but just, for the most part, different. Yeah, different ones. And just not the ones that they like in a different place. Unless I mean, it is Resident Evil, so there could be like a big, you know, like. A monster with one giant arm or something. Like, sure, yeah. But, I mean, again, that's something they've done before. <laughs> well, right. But, like, new at the time. Sure, yeah. It's new to, new to you. <laughs> uh, coming this summer worldwide, excluding Japan. <laughs> Sorry, Japan. <laughs> it came from Japan. <laughs> it's not showing there. Yeah, I'm so confused by that. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, and oh, here's here's a trailer link, but we'll watch that later. It's yeah, it's just a teaser. It's not like a full oh. trailer, but I wonder if they'll throw this on Netflix because it seems like this is where a lot of their uh, movies go. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <clears throat> anyway, I I love the Resident Evil game series. Like it, they haven't made a very well. I'll, I'll I'll backtrack that. They have in like the main series. There have been bad like kind of offshoots. Like, you know, like first-person shooters and shit like that, um, that aren't part of the main, not storyline, but main game series. Sure, yeah. Um, but honestly, they haven't really made like a truly bad main game. Like Resident Evil One, Resident Evil Two, Resident Evil Three, Four, Five, Biohazard. Actually, I haven't played the brand new one, or not brand new, but Village. Yes, I haven't played that one. I, I played a like a teaser thing of it. Mm. I've heard great things about it. So that's the one with the giant lady, right? The huge bitch. That's <laughs> a huge bitch <laughs> <laughs> with a big old titty. <laughs> um. Yeah, I haven't played that one. Um, I want to, just, you know, 
don't have time to play games. I wish I did. I just don't. Yeah. I've got I've got the last Assassin. Like, there's a new Assassin's Creed game coming out. I think is it later this year, like around Christmas time, like we usually do. Um, and I have not finished the last one that came out like three years ago. Uh, so I don't know if I will before that one comes out. And that's just kind of an ongoing thing. There are a lot of games that I have and just have not finished. Yeah. Right. I did replay uh, Arkham Asylum, though. Nice. So dope. I've been playing Spider-Man. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm uh, really excited for the new one. I think it's coming out later this year also. Is that the Miles Morales one? No. uh, That one came out last year? Year before? Oh, okay. That's a good one, too. I mean, both games are great. Um, there's Spider-Man, then there's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and now there's going to be Spider-Man 2. So it's going to be like oh, okay. the official sequel to the first game. But both Peter and Miles are going to be in it. Anyway. Dope. Hell yeah. Dope, fam. No, you're not doing that one? I'm shifting. Okay. So Resident Evil, guys, coming at you, summer, unless you're in Japan. On the topic of video games, that was why I shifted. Uh, uh, there's a new survival horror game coming out called Psycho Fear. Uh, it is inspired by the Saw movies. Oh, bother. It's from developer Dark Panda, and is described as a heart-pounding survival horror experience. Uh, this is set to be released on Steam. Steam. Steam still a thing? Uh, in Q2 of 2024, except in Japan. <laughs> No, that's not true. <laughs> um, in the game, players are trapped and must use their smarts to escape the clutches of a twisted psychopath and survive. With a heavy emphasis on puzzle solving, players will need to explore their environment, collect items, and interact with various objects in order to find a way out of the traps. It's, it's Saw, so it's going to be traps. Sure. And, you know... I mean, it's not Saw, for legal reasons. But <laughs> Well, you know, we've had this discussion of million times before how the first song was completely different than the rest of the song movies where it wasn't about like you know beating traps so yeah they were locked in a room and it wasn't about solving puzzles well i mean they had they had like little things that they had to figure out but it wasn't all about like figuring out these fucking elaborate death traps right we completely lost the thread. jigsaw wasn't some fucking engineer <laughs> it was it was a what what did he do? I can't remember. Was it he was just a cancer patient? Well, no, he professionally he did something. Maybe he was. Maybe I don't know if they engineer. ever said. No, he, he must have been something important. Uh, so was his name John Kramer? Yeah, his name is John. He's a very interesting person. As was Zap said. Yep. Um. um, um yeah, then, like, I mean, 
Two wasn't as much with the... He was a civil engineer. He was. Okay, well, fuck me. Because uh, I mean, he did make all the traps in the second one. Yeah. And what was that one that ended up being a prequel? Jigsaw. Yes. He made all those stupid little traps, too. But yeah, but like the, like you said, the first movie wasn't about the traps. Yes, right. And then as the movies went on, the movies became all about the traps, which when you watch like The Collector, which is made by the guys who made, I think, 3, 4, and 5, it's like, oh, that's their gimmick. Right, yeah. I mean, The Collector was supposed to be a Saw movie, and then they, I think they didn't pick it up or something, and so they went and made their own movie. And it was oh, like, I didn't the Collector. Know that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the, like I said, you know, they, they just lost the thread. He's not some twisted Riddler. Like, well, it's like you know, even after Kramer was dead, you know, and his his proteges started picking up up the the mantle, you know, the 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 even the traps were supposed to teach some kind of lesson. You know, make you had to make some kind of sacrifice. Over time, the traps just became just like inescapable. It's yeah, like, it gives you the hope of being able to escape, and then it kills you anyway. And it's like that's just dumb. Yeah, just kill them. Right. <laughs> You're wasting everybody's time. You know? uh, let's see. Speaking of traps, they're obviously the central focus of the game. Each one is designed to test the player's skills and intelligence, ranging from simple puzzles to more elaborate. You'll be required to think creatively and outside the box in order to escape. Outside the box is in quotes. So I imagine that's a clue. They're probably in a box. What's in the box? Uh, Psycho Fear can be enjoyed solo or with up to three players in co-op mode. Now, what does that mean? Yeah, because if it's not, you know, my three buddies sitting on the couch, I don't care. Yeah. I'm not going to play online. I shouldn't have to have a fucking LAN party to play with people in the same room with me. No, it's fucking, well, I'd say it's, it's 2023, but that's a... I guess that would imply that you're playing with your friend in Vietnam. But, um, <laughs> uh, but you know, they're, they're losing the idea that maybe you have friends in real life. Right. That's <laughs> like, not all people who play video games are these, like, slovenly people that never go outside. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, you're making video games... What you're at the same time making them more social and more antisocial. Yes. Yeah. You're basically giving fucking trolls a playground. Yeah, like I mean, little thirteen year olds who like to call you slurs. Yeah. <laughs> and we've talked about this on the show before. Like, we can't just hang out and eat pizza and play video games. We can't do that anymore. No. Wish you could. No. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's why I bought a Sega Genesis. <laughs> Did you? I got one of the ones that has like all the games built into it. Oh, he told me about this. Okay, yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. I want to buy a. Should come a, over. We can play fucking like comics on the chip. You know, I, honestly, I don't know a lot of Sega games. Well, Sonic the Hedgehog. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know those. Yeah, yeah. I I did play a lot of original Sega games because my cousin had one. Um, so I like the, the 8-bit games. I played a lot of those. Mm. Um, or 16-bit? What was Genesis? Genesis was 16. Okay, so the 8-bit ones. Um, yeah, I played, but, like, Genesis, I played, like, Sonic and, like, Echo the Dolphin. That's kind of, like, my range. Um, 
I was having Nintendo. Those are my those are my stees, as the kids probably don't say anymore. You never played Comic Zone? No, I never heard of it. Oh, Comic Zone was dope. Nice. Oh, Toe Jam and Earl, that was another one. Oh yeah. They're making a movie of that. I think I knew that. That's dope. Um What was the one they had it on Nintendo too, where you were like I think it's called Kid Chameleon. You're this kid and you put on different helmets and they give you, each one gives you a different power. And so it was like you had to find specific helmets for different things. Like there was like a rhino helmet that would help you burst through walls. That sounds familiar. But I can't. That game was fun as shit. <laughs> Man, you know what game was fucking awesome? It's Earthbound. Hell yeah! And then like I remember going to your place and like just kind of going through your Nintendo games. And I saw Earthbound, and I'm like, oh shit, this game's fucking awesome. It's also worth a fortune. Yeah. And then you sold it. <laughs> like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I remember it was worth, like, a ton of money. Probably, it's it's either worth nothing now, or it's worth millions. I mean, if you, I gotta imagine it's only worth money to collectors. Yeah. You know, people who are, like, true to the cartridges. Because you can get an emulator now. That's true. I mean, even back then you could, but now emulators are so easy to get. Um, it's just like, whatever. It's probably on Steam. Um, but anyway, you know, as much as I resent and think Saw is stupid, this actually sounds kind of interesting because I like games with puzzles. Yeah. Those are, you know, probably the more interesting parts of a lot of games is like when you have to solve a puzzle to progress. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, a demo of the game will be available in June to give you a taste of what to expect when it comes out next year. Yeah, how did you like a taste? Yeah, just a little taste. You want to taste it? You want to taste? <laughs> you don't want dressing, so you won't get that. But... Nope. <laughs> you want a taste of the title? There's this guy named Daddy Magic. That's how he talks. Oh. And he's fantastic. <laughs> I love him so much. He's like constantly just chomping gum. <laughs> Fun. Too much fun. All right. Where's my mouse? Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's move on. So, this year, there are not one, but two Friday the 13th. Did you know that? I did not. Well, now you know. I think I know there's one in October. Yeah. But I don't know when the other one is. Last one was in January. Oh, uh, that's right. There was one in January. Yeah. Yeah, I went to, uh... oh, hell. It's a hat store and bought myself a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fuck, I can't remember the name of the theater. Oh, Blue Mouse Theater in Tacoma. They have what's called Friday Night Frights. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they do it every month. Or, or every... No, they only do it once a month. But last month on the 13th... Well, no, it wasn't on the 13th. But in honor of the 13th, um, they did uh, Friday the 13th, the final chapter, which is pretty dope. I've never seen that on the big screen before. Uh, I saw a lot of our uh, Crypticon friends there. Oh, yeah, I see, like, Big Fudge is always posting about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's Bob and, bah, bah, and uh, Tony K and basically all the City of Geek people. Yeah? Is Cam there? She was. 
Um, anyway, she wasn't at fucking Navy Strength without me. Um, anyway, so, uh, so I think like probably hardcore Friday the 13th fans know that the original movie was filmed at a Boy Scout camp in New Jersey. New Jersey! Uh, a camp called uh, Nobisco, sorry, Nobi Bosco. Is that short for something? I don't know. Because, like, Bosco looks like it could be Boy Scouts. Probably, I mean, maybe. So, like, North Bend Boy Scouts? Yeah, yeah, there's definitely North Bend in New Jersey. <laughs> in Hardwick, New Jersey. Um, no, I... Hard Dick, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> hey Um, That's where the, the burgeoning New Jersey porn industries based at this Boy Scout camp. Cut that, cut that, cut that. I don't know. I, just, I took it to, to be just kind of some play on like a Native American name. Yeah. Okeechobee. She's okie-dokie. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, that, it was filmed at a Boy Scout camp uh, in, was it? 1978 it must have been filmed in or next 79 uh but it is an active boy scout camp so you know people who venture out there are going to be disappointed because they won't let you in honestly like the first one's not my favorite so i'm not really all that interested in it i mean that's the other side aside from like the novelty of it i guess um they didn't even film the second one there. It's strictly just the first one. Really? Yeah. Uh, and then, like, I can't remember where three was. Oh, I think three was on a soundstage, actually. Or on a, like, on a studio stage. Or studio, studio lot. Lot, yeah. If I remember right. And then, like, I think, like, four and six were filmed in, like, Georgia or something like that. Anyway, it's all over the fucking place. Anyway. Uh, but for the last few years, Friday the 13th fans have been able to uh, tour the real-life Crystal Lake. Uh, and a special event this June will take that experience to the next level. Not this level. This one. We're here. We need to be here. <laughs> um, uh, da -da -da. The team announces we made history in 2019 with the largest gathering of cast and crew from Friday the 13th since the movie was released. It was an amazing event, and the fans from Friday the 13th since the movie... Oh, wait, I just read the same line. Uh, it was an amazing event, and fans that traveled to the camp from all over the world still rave, rave about it. We had plans for an even larger union in 2020, but COVID took over the headlines just weeks after tickets went on sale. The time has come to do that again. Break your knee, break out your knee socks and your favorite '80s apparel, and join us back at the camp on June second or third, two thousand twenty-three. Big excite! This would be fun. It would. I just don't want to go to New Jersey for it. No. <laughs> um, the two uh, twenty twenty-three Crystal Lake reunion is set to be a special on-location meet and greet event with stars from the original Friday the Thirteenth franchise. Well, the franchise. Not just the first movie, okay. Well, it looks like mostly first in. One and two, yeah. One and two, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, 
sorry, uh, stars from the original Friday the 13th franchise coming together to hang out with fans at Camp Crystal Lake. The team also notes, in addition, we will have our photo area set up with replica, replica props and vehicles from part one. Uh, our gift shop will be open with a wide selection of unique souvenirs, and the movie will be playing on loop in a historic dining hall. Celebrities currently scheduled up here include Adrian King, who played Alice in part one, briefly in part two, Robbie Morgan, who played Annie in part one, Deborah Hayes, who played Claudette in part one, um, Ron Mil Milky? Milky, yeah. Milky. I think that's two L's. Milky. I think you're right. I think it is Milky. Mm, milky. Ron Milky. Ron, you're so Milky. Milky smooth. That. <laughs> uh, who played Officer Dorf? Oh, man, I'm surprised I guess still alive. Um, Harry Manfredini, of course, did the comp uh, composition for. He's only 68. Is he really? Yeah. Wait, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Here's the guy in the helmet. Ah, him. Yes. Mm -hmm. Dorf. You know what? I'm thinking of the sh like the sheriff from the second movie. Ah. Um, I'm realizing that. He's got to be dead. Because he was already old. Uh, yeah, Mary Manfredini, who did the composition. He made the original Friday the 13th theme. He created the... the... He, he did that. That's he's it. that guy. He's the He's the dude. He's the fucking guy. Um, yeah, see, Amy Steele, who played Ginny in part two. Ron Fury, <laughs> who played Paul in part two. And Russell Todd, who played Scott in part two. Um, yeah, so visit crystallaketours.com if you are interested. So, um, yeah, the, the deputy from part two died last year, actually. Did he really? Yeah. Huh. Jack Marks. Big guy with mustache? Yep. Okay. That's surprising. I would have guessed that he died a while ago. Yeah. Considering that movie is over 40 years old. Yeah. And he was old then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't see how old he was when he died. but I, I would imagine he had to be in his 80s at least. Yeah. Uh, ba -ba -ba. Did you say that website already? Yeah. CrystalLakeTours.com uh, Yeah. Go there now. To get your tickets, if you can. I mean, your odds are not good, I'd imagine. Because <laughs> I have to think that there's going to be a lot of people trying to buy them. I would think, yeah. Which are these? Uh, let's see. I got a Here they go. Oh, this. Let's see. 100 and $99 for a 10 a.m. entry. 200 bones? $800 for overnight. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. It's sold out. Sorry, okay, so that's Friday. $800 for a Friday overnight. $1,000 for a sun Saturday overnight. And bonus Sunday morning activity. <clears throat> Well, I mean, if you're going to be traveling across the country or across the world, you know, what's another $1,000 between friends? I mean, it's $1,000. That's, that's the answer. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> they got events fucking going on all year. Well, maybe not all year, but... Plus, they got, like, shirts and mugs and stuff you can buy. No fucking... 
Like you should you should get a camp crystal like like camping mug or something. But it's like none of it is like the actual logo. I know it's <laughs> it's their logo. Yeah, well, it is the actual logo. It's not the movie logo. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's one that they made. It's not like from the movie. Yeah. Hold on a sec. Anyway, yeah, if I had a thousand dollars and no responsibilities, sure. Well, I mean, it's sold out. I can't anyway. Right. There are still tickets available. So there you go. Wait, you just said it's sold out, and then you said that there's tickets available. For the overnight ones, they are sold out. Oh, gotcha. Okay. The regular ones, like, uh, let's see. You can looks like different entry times. Presumably, you can stay all day until they you know, until they kick you out. But you have different entry times. So at 10 a.m. it's 199. 11 a.m. is 189. 12 12 p.m. is 179. 1 p.m. is 169. Nice. So yeah, I don't know how long the day goes. I imagine it says somewhere in here, but I don't have time to read the whole thing. <clears throat> so there you go. Again, that's crystallighttours.com. Okay. I'm done with that. Are you, what? You don't always have to announce the end of the story. You can just stop talking. <laughs> I'm going to stop talking. Right. Now. I was waiting for you to just go, Crystal Lighter! <laughs> Did we do last shift on the podcast? I think so. I know we both watched it, but I don't remember if we actually did it for the show. Let me uh, let me take a little look. Why don't you? I'm going to take a little look. So last shift, uh, it, it was a, a good movie. I think me and Tony both enjoyed it. It was good. It was, it was most good. Most good. Uh, and believe it or not, I... A lot of people probably haven't heard of that movie, but it's, it's being reimagined. I saw this, and I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, from Welcome Villain Films, it's actually their first original production. Uh, it's being called Malum. We have not. I could have sworn we did, but... Yeah, I, I didn't think we did. It's called Malum or Malum. One of the two. It's um, definitely one of those. Yeah, or I guess it could be like Maloom. Oh boy. Depending on what emphasis you use. Yeah. Uh, so they are changing the name. Uh, this is going to be coming out spring of this year in a nationwide theatrical release, except in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> it is held by director Anthony DeBlasi and co written by DeBlasi and Scott Poiley which are the same people that made Last Shift. So it's basically just them doing it all over again. It's kind of like what Sam Raimi did, Raimi, no, Sam Raimi did with Evil Dead. Kind of, yeah. Except um, this isn't Last Shift 2. Right. No, it's Malum. 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 Malum reimagines the original critically acclaimed horror hit 
and expands the filmmaker's vision of nightmare-inducing terror. Uh, de Blasi said, with this new film, we really wanted it to stand on its own, and giving it a new title absolutely does that. The name Malum is not only a major element of the plot and how things unfold, but that word in some of the oldest languages in history means evil and an offense against right or law. So evil or evil? Evil. The fruits <laughs> of the devil. Uh, which seamlessly ties into the twisted, horrific themes of the film. Malum focuses on a rookie police officer who willingly takes the last shift at, at a newly decommissioned police station in an attempt to un uncover the mysterious connection between her father's death death and a vicious cult. Throughout the night, she finds herself barraged by terrifying supernatural events while unveiling the truth behind her family's twisted past. Mm -hmm. So basically, same plot. Well, except, you know, except for the fact, uh, you know, the whole deal with her, her father and, and Faja. Faja. was just two Mike, Mike, two Mike Myers references. Her Farger. <laughs> um, In, in in last shift, she she's a rookie cop who just basically drew the long the short straw and got assigned to this last shift. And this, it sounds like she yeah, it says willingly yeah. And I don't remember there being any kind of like significant element with her. No, with her family. Yeah, oh, there definitely was. Was there? Mm-hmm. I, I remember there was. That movie's got to be older than five years, so. Um, there's an element where this cop kept coming in to kind of check in on her, and then you find out it's actually her dad's dead partner. Yeah, sounds right. But I don't. That's that's the only el family element that I remember. Not saying there isn't more. I just don't remember it. Um, <clears throat> cultists. Yeah, there's definitely was a cult element. I do remember that, yeah. Maybe your family wasn't. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. I don't know. I've only, I only saw it the one time, so I don't really remember that much about it. I watched it semi-recently, like within the last like six months. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't remember why exactly. It just kind of jumped out at me, I guess. But <clears throat> um, anyway... Maybe I'll watch it when Cheese is out of town next month. There you go. Um, uh, I was going to say, Malum pays respect. Yet I intentionally said it different every time. Pays respect <laughs> to the original film, but is a much different type of movie that has given the filmmakers a chance to tell their full story with all the right resources. Yeah, so it sounds like they're just remaking it because they, they got, got more money. money. <laughs> <laughs> they got that uh, fucking... They got that villain films... Welcome Villain Films money. Yeah, what is it? I've never heard of them. This says this is their first original production. What does that mean? De Blasi worked on something else, and I can't remember. Yeah, I remember that too, because I remember thinking, oh, it's the dude from Last Shift. That should be good. And then I think, if I remember correctly, it wasn't. I don't. I, I can't remember what his other thing was. Uh Oh, Extremity. Extremity. I think it was one of those, like, extreme haunt movies. Yeah. Oh, well, that wouldn't have impressed me. Is that it? I could have sworn that. I, that's I saw thing that, we, that I. Oh, Meet That Meat Train. Oh. With Benny Jones. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. What the fuck was it? 
Dread. Casa Dread. Dread. That's what Casa it was. Daga. Wait, oh, wait. Oh, never mind. Sorry, that's a different movie. <laughs> that's a different Dread. I thought it was... Judge Dread? I thought it was... That must have been spelled wrong in what I was reading or something, and they put... D-R-E-D-D? That must have been it. I don't think I would have confused it otherwise. Anyway, but yeah, so I saw that, and I'm like, oh, a guy did Judge Dread, or did, you know, the Carl Urban Dread movie. Which, that wasn't too bad. So I figured that was probably why, you know, it's like, okay, they got, they got money now. Huh. Apparently, they're also putting out a slasher movie from the creators of The Houses October Built. Oh. Well, how about that? Could be cool. I never, I don't think I ever saw the second one. Neither did I. I think I wasn't uh, interested enough in the first one. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> how I felt, too. Anywho. Anyway, that's it for horror business. That is it. Um, and um, you know where we go from here, guys? To the moon? Alice? One of these days. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about some movies. How about that? Hey, how about it? Alright guys, so we've got two movies, big surprise, we're going to talk about today. Uh, one we've been looking forward to for quite some time. <laughs> uh, so, uh, let's get into that. Uh, what do you want to start with, Taylor? You know the answer, just play the damn trailer. <laughs> I really don't feel right about not bringing anything to this party. I asked, but Chuck and Michelle, they insisted. Chuck, we're here. Tonight, the unholy deity has delivered us the gift of a perfect sacrifice. They're all dead. I don't talk to anybody, and that's the way I like it. Please, Mr. Please, I need help. It seems we've gotten off on the wrong foot. What in the hell do you want? We could start with her first. Open the door now and we promise to show you mercy. If you don't get off my land right now, I'm gonna murder every single one of you! You're not going anywhere tonight. I've had enough of you little punks coming through and trashing the place. Back off! The longer you resist, the more pain we will inflict. <laughs> Call it a warm-up before the main attraction. Alright, so... The movie I picked... For some reason... Recall hearing of this movie before you put it on the schedule. How did you find it? Uh, probably just upcominghorrormovies.com. Dot com. Um, 
I don't I don't know why I picked it. <laughs> Must have had a pigeon trailer. <laughs> Must have been I don't know, hard up for things or something. <laughs> Fucking high or something. <laughs> or you're just like, hey, titties, sweet. I mean, that does sound like me. <laughs> so that very could have been, very well could have been the reason. <clears throat> anyway. I will say, I like your take on boobies. <laughs> and I like boobies. <laughs> um, okay, so this is the Night of the Bastard, uh, which was written, uh, sorry, it was directed by Eric Baccio, written by Christian Ackerman, I'm just trying to figure out how to make this sound interesting. <laughs> Well, actually, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, it did start out with potential. Sure. So we open up. There are there's a, a young couple. This is 1978. Uh, there's a, a young couple. A young boy. They're you know they're driving along. They're driving along, um, and uh, talking about how you know the, she she's pregnant. You know, very pregnant. I'd say probably eight, nine months. Ready to burst. Um, and talking about, uh, you know, the future and, you know, at, you know as young couples do. Young love. Yep. Um, and uh, ooh, excuse me. Um, and so it's, it sounds like they're going to some kind of party at a friend's house. Yeah. <clears throat> they get there, and um, it's very quiet. A little too quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they start walking up, and there, there's a gal sitting outside smoking a cigarette. With, like, so much eye makeup on. Yeah. And she's got one wide eye. One milky white. Yeah. White, white. Milky smooth. <laughs> So milky. <laughs> um, and uh, she, she's like, go on inside. Yeah, she's like, like everybody's this... inside. Go party or whatever. She, yeah, it, it, this is what Chuck, I think, was a friend. This is Chuck's house, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I said, fuck it, hey. Just, just go on, go right on in, and you know, fucking party. <laughs> she didn't say that, but uh, well. yeah. So they go inside, and the house is again very quiet, except um, the guy. I mean, I'm sure they had names. I don't think they actually said them though. Uh, there was uh, Pete and Diane. Yeah. Yep. I've decided. Okay. There actually is a character named Pete in this. Okay, then not that one. <laughs> uh, it wasn't that guy. Um, Jeff. I think the 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 gal was Lily. Yep. And Marshall. 
Andy. Lily and Andy. Okay. Anyway, so they go inside and they hear this. That was way too much effort for a character. They're gonna be dead in thirty-five seconds. Sure. Yep. Uh, there's some kind of like you know moaning, you know, but not like sexy moaning. No, like how I hurt myself. Yeah. Yeah. And they go. They just hear someone go, "Ouchie." So, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Christ, we're going to get through this. Uh, so, I'm trying to liven it up here. <laughs> so, yeah, what's his face? What's his nuts? Uh, Andy. Tells, what's her face? Lily. Lily. It's like, you stay here. I'm going to go in that room. And let's see what's going on. And he bravely opens the door. And a woman, who he knows, they don't really go into it. But someone he knows, she's naked and tied up to a bed. She looks like she's been tortured. Yeah, not like in a sexy way. No. Like, like in a, this is... This is hurdy. Yeah, like, you know, don't stab me, dude, kind of way. <laughs> it's like, please don't hit me again. But, yeah, it looks like she's been, like, stabbed or something because she's got, like, different random blood spots all over her body. Yeah. And a bush, so you know, it's the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> or 70s. Anyway. Um, and then he hears Lily scream. Mm-hmm. But not like a, uh. <laughs> not like a, oh my god, it's Chuck. <laughs> it's more like, no. Yeah, it's not like a, uh, it's more of a, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he runs back out and she's being dragged away. But wait, you skipped over one of my favorite parts of this opening scene. Yeah, the woman with all the eye makeup and the milky eye is standing in the doorway. And he goes, move, bitch. <laughs> And I was just like, my brain just instinctively was like, get out the way, get out the way, bitch. Yeah, doesn't she, she like stands in the doorway, she's like, just smoking a cigarette. Yeah, it's like, she's going to be fine, don't worry about it. I, forgive me, but I don't believe you. She's like, that little guy? I don't worry about that little guy. Uh, so yeah, he shoves her out of the way and starts running down the hall and some dude comes out of nowhere and just hits him with... Something. Like a hammer or something, yeah. Yeah, something heavy. Something with something which, blunt. Yeah, with which to knock him out. Uh, he wakes up tied to a chair outside. This is in the middle of the desert. Who drives to a... F if you lived in the middle of the desert, I would not visit you. If I lived in the middle of the desert, I'd fucking hang myself. <laughs> <laughs> because why else would you live in the desert? <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, so he wakes up, and, yeah, they're all outside, and he's tied to a chair. She's tied to a tree. She, yeah, a tree or a post of some sort. Was it, was it a tree? I thought it was a tree. Okay. I could be wrong. Doesn't matter. Something to which, something she could be tied to. Something to which one could be tied. <laughs> yes. Don't end your sentence in a preposition. Come on, Tony. You're better than that. Fuck you. <laughs> um, 
alongside or like on either side of her are the dead bodies of whoever the the gal was who's was tied to the bed. She's dead now. Janet. Janet. I think it was maybe Michelle, but she's got green hair in this picture, so it's kind of throwing me off. None of this matters. <laughs> um, and then who I presume was Chuck. Yeah. They're also tied to posts, and they're both dead. They've been disemboweled. And there's some kind of satanic ritual going on. The the lady with the milky, so milky eye. <laughs> uh, I want to touch it, but I don't. <laughs> Um, she, uh, yeah, she's doing some kind of ceremony. Yeah. And they're all wearing, you know, cloaks. So you mean, you know, it means business and all these hit like, so there's her and then all these guys that are with her, like, per, you know, helping perform the ritual. They're like these hillbilly looking guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're like making weird faces and. Are they grabbing their dicks, or was that was that later? I think that was later. Okay, I felt like like there's a, there's a lot of dick grabbing here. <laughs> um, I know of at least one scene where one guy grabs a dick. I don't know about all of them grabbing their dicks, but I don't know. I feel like I just remember seeing multiple times somebody grabbing their dick, and I'm like, why is this happening? <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, she's like you know. Or he, he wakes up and starts, you know, yelling and, and shouting, just making all kinds of... not, like, in a sexy way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wasn't like, woo, yeah! He was like, oh, no! <laughs> Why did you sound like the bear fucker in the first one? <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> Is the bear... Is the guy... <laughs> Excuse me, uh, bear, bear, bear fucker, bear fucker, do you need assistance? Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so he's, he's quite upset, obviously, as one would be. Yeah. And, uh. Meanwhile, Lily's getting her big old belly cut open. Not, well, she's like, what's her face? Come, milk eye. Um, she comes over and, uh. Like saying, oh, you know, you should be happy. You know, your child gets to be part of something big. I don't know. Some something, yeah, some kind something of something. Some pattern. Yeah, something silly and culty sounding. Um, anyway, yeah, and that's just she goes over and slices open Lily's belly and pulls the baby out. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little girl. Congratulations. <laughs> Mazel tov. <laughs> um, they carry the baby off and then uh, come over and stab him in the throat. He falls over and dies, dies, dies on the floor of the desert. Uh, then it makes you think he wakes up the next morning. And it seriously took me a good 30 seconds to realize that's not what happened. <laughs> uh, it's actually 40 years later. 2018. Yep. Um, and here we're looking at, what was his face? Lee? Reed. Reed. He is passed out on the ground. Don't know why. 
They don't really explain it. No, he was outside too, right? Yeah. But he's passed out on yeah on the ground. In the desert. It's just like right outside the gate of his property. So I don't know what happened, but he has pissed himself. He just got peepees all over his pants. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just see he's kind of a, I mean, he, he's a recluse. He lives out in the middle of the desert, uh, away from most things. And um, he lives with a turtle. Uh, I forget the turtle's name. Marlin. Marlin. Um, and he goes out picking, picking wildflowers, picking stones. <laughs> Some days are for picking stones. Yeah. Um, you always wondered about that. They're always picking stones. It's like, how are there more stones? You think once the stones are picked, then it's just going to be all of them. I don't know. <laughs> like a bird's bringing them, dropping them in the yard. And they're washing the shore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, and he's he's making something. I thought it was tea, but apparently it was mead. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and yeah, he just kind of lives, you know, like a hermit. He's he he looks like a hermit, lives like a hermit, dies like a hermit. But he doesn't die. Spoiler, spoiler. Who cares? <laughs> honestly, honestly. Who cares? Uh, that night, I guess, we got uh, three three Jagoffs nearby just partying or whatever. Yeah, it's Vince, Pete, and Kira. And, like, Vince like, has glow sticks, and he's just like... Yeah. And they've got, like, this one... And then they're just sitting there looking at him. <laughs> and they're just, like, doing all this, like... Just meaningless patter. It's like, what is? What even is this? Is yeah. it just filler? Like, honestly, I would be just as interested if they were weren't saying anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, at first, when Vince is dancing and the other two are just staring at him, it reminded me of the scene in, in Always Sunny when Dennis and Charlie got high in the back room and Charlie was just <laughs> Charlie was dancing. And Dennis is just like standing there watching him. You're sitting there watching him again. I don't think I remember this one. Oh my god, it was so good. <laughs> You've definitely rewatched Always Sunny more than I have. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've probably rewatched it. Like since since it came out, I've rewatched old episodes one time. Oh, yeah, I've rewatched it probably four or five at least. Okay. <laughs> um anyway, so <clears throat> Yeah, so they're just. I think it was. Uh, I think it was how Matt got fat, because I think that was when um, Frank and Dee came in the office, and <laughs> Frank was like, "I'm so fat. I'm fatter than Mac." <laughs> and Dee's like, "And I like to kill babies, unborn babies," because <laughs> it was Mac retelling the story to the priest. He's like, I wasn't there for this part, but I imagine that's how it went. <laughs> oh, Christ. That show's just... Just amazing. Just a treasure. Anyway, um, okay. So, yeah, uh, Reed goes out. Yeah, they're just sitting there talking about Pete's balls. Yeah. 
was it, like, here's like, you know, you want to have a three-way? And he's like, I don't want to see Pete's balls again. And she's like, oh, there's a first time? And he's like, yeah, he used to pull him to the, pull his shorts to the side and tell you he sat and go, so you'd look at his balls. It's <laughs> a good move, though. <laughs> and then you call the guy a meat gazer. <laughs> like, why ball. are you looking at my balls? Ball liquor. <laughs> uh... Uh, my, my buddy more than once like this was at a time not that you couldn't but you not so often got like in trouble for basically sexually harassing women by showing them your dick <laughs> sure <laughs> uh, uh, more than once he did the wristwatch you know. <laughs> such a fucking dick <laughs> that's your dick <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, so Reed goes out to the desert and just sh- shoots the speaker they're listening to their, their EDM their EDM uh, just shoots it to smithereenies and I was like thank god yeah. and like Pete he's like fucking stepping up to the guy with the shotgun because that's always a smart move he's like my dad's a lawyer yeah Reed's like I'll sue you in England Reed's like, this is private property. This is my property. I own it. You're trespassing. And Pete's just like, well, fuck you, motherfucker. Fucking fuck, fuck you, fucking shit. <laughs> I'm just like, you're on his property. You're trespassing. He can literally shoot you and get away with it right now. And you're stepping to him? Like, yeah, I mean, like, depending on what state he's in, yeah, he, he could definitely shoot him if he's on his property. Yeah. Especially if you refuse to leave. Um, I don't think I ever said what state this was, though. California? California? Yeah, I don't know. Arizona, maybe? Nevada? Right. Could be Nevada? Yeah, it could be the Southwest pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, he's just like, get off my land. You better get. Get. And uh, what's this? What was the other guy? George? Vince. Vince. He's trying to be like, just kind of the, the cool head, the voice of reason. He's like, all right, all right, we'll leave. Just, just don't shoot us, man. And um, so they take off, and they happen across another group of people who look like they're doing a satanic ritual. Yeah. Because those are the kind of people you want to hang out with. If I saw that going on, I'd be like, uh, let's, let's go, go the other way. way yeah. instead. But Pete, with his raging balls, <laughs> he sees uh, Claire. She's wearing a cloak. But also uh, a whole getup underneath, which is basically just strings. Yep. So just her boobies are on like full display. And he's like, maybe we hang out. He's like, this is my kind of party. Yeah. And Kira, you know, is not so happy about it because they're a thing. They're a couple. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so they get closer and they're like, hey, bros, let's fucking party. Yo, who's got the booze? And you know. Similar to the group we saw before, it's one lady and a bunch of hillbillies. Two ladies. There's the older lady. Well, too. she kind of pops up. There's a little lady. Yeah, the witch from Drag Me to Hell. That's what she looked like. Oh, I was going to say it was not her. No, it was not, it was not her. <laughs> That's what it looked like. Um, this is this group is fucking weird, right? So they, you've got Claire, who's the leader. You know, Sister Claire or whatever. The priestess. Priestess, yeah. Her. And she is like looks the most like a Satanist. 
Sure. And then you've got Sister Maxine, who is, looks like the old witch from Drag Me to Hell. She's even got like a cloak with like a pointy hood on it. Yeah, and she's got the milky eye. Right. <laughs> I want to touch it, but I don't. <laughs> and then you've got like this guy in a leather vest who looks like he listens to like fucking Metallica all day. Yeah. You've got a guy in a denim vest and a mohawk. Looks like he listens to, I don't know. Fucking rancid. Rancid and minor threat. Yeah. Uh, then you've got this guy who just is like bald with a big beard. Like he's, he looks like he's the muscle of the group or something. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a guy who look and acts like Aaron McGee. <laughs> he's the one that I remember grabbing his dick. Yeah, he, yeah, okay. Yeah. He's trying to make quips all the time. He's trying to be the quip guy. Yeah. Like, dude, you're not funny. Just... Yeah. It's, and now's not the time. Yeah. Quit trying to be the funny guy in the group. It's not you. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they get taken into the like the circle. And they're like, oh, got any beers? And they're just like, we don't drink beer. Puh. Uh, you know, earth, something ridiculous. Like, she says, like, what, like, earthly intoxicants or, you know, not foreboding something something ridiculous like that and then like she's like grinding on pete and then like he's kind of like feeling her up and then he tries to put his hand in her crotch and that's when she's like oh no (laughs) my temple is sacred and uh I don't know. Like, then things just kind of go awry. Basically, everybody gets killed. Like, I think Pete gets taken away, and he gets... He gets strung up. Like, he gets... Do they tie him to the tree, or is it the other guy? I don't remember. I mean, small details. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Pete, but... Pete and Vince get killed. Kira gets stabbed in the stomach, but yeah. she gets away. Yeah, and yeah, she runs off into the desert and lands back at Reed because he's his house is literally the only one for miles. <clears throat> and uh, he's like really hesitant to leave, let her in, and just like, "Yo, fuck off, go go find somebody else to help you." Um, but eventually, lets her in, and they kind of like form this bond because now the the Satanists are trying to kill both of them. Um, that's, I mean, that's the basic gist of the movie. Yeah. It's like, you know, he's, he, he's got like a Marine flag flying on the side of his house. So mm-hmm. he, presumably he was in the Marines and, you know, he seems like he's got, you know, some PTSD or something. They never OCD too. They talk about having OCD. Yeah, but they, like, never really lean into that at all. Yeah, really, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and it's like, you know, if he's got a Marine Corps flag flying, then you think he's trained as a Marine, and that might come into play at some point during this movie, and it never does. Nope. Um, It's really inconsistent. Like, just, like... Uh, Kira, she, you know, she got stabbed in the side. If I had to guess, she probably got stabbed in, like, the pancreas or something. <laughs> uh, and, uh... I mean, she said it didn't hit any organs. How would she know? Because <laughs> she was still standing or something, is what she said. I don't think that's a good reasoning. <laughs> I mean, I'm no doctor, but... 
I'm pretty sure that I, if I got stabbed in the stomach, I wouldn't know if it hit an organ or not. Yeah. Like, unless you started, like, getting, like, black blood, I'm pretty sure that means it got your liver. Or, like, bile or something. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, just throughout this entire movie, you know, she got stabbed in the stomach, and she's bleeding profusely. But, like, her, like, the, 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 the degree of injury that she is suffering from seems to fluctuate from scene to scene. Mm -hmm. I noticed that too. Yeah, like some scenes she'll be like up and like running around and stuff. And then sometimes she'll be sitting on the couch and she'll be like, can you get up? And she's like, I think so. Yeah. And it's like there's one point where she's totally fine in one scene, like one scene, and the literally the very next scene she looks like she's about to fall over. Yeah. It's like, what is happening here? <laughs> um, and, oh, fuck, the... the I don't know how much of this was the acting and how much of it was the writing, but the dialogue was so bad. It was real stiff. Yeah. It seemed like they hadn't, like, rehearsed it. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I have to imagine with, like, COVID and, you know, COVID restrictions on film sets, you probably don't get the same kind of rehearsal time that you may have prior to COVID. Yeah. But... I don't know. Like something about this is just like, yeah, like you said, very stiff. Seemed very unrehearsed. Like they were each like just reciting dialogue without having having actually interacted with another person. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of overacting, mm -hmm. which is definitely on, on the part of the, the cast. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is like. I was telling you earlier, like, I was about 20 to 30 minutes into the movie, and I'm just like, oh, man, this is not going to get better. <laughs> and like I said, you know, it's, you know, the first 10, 15 minutes or so, it starts out somewhat promising, but then it just carries on, and I'm like, what? Yeah, by the time, it's about an hour and 20 minutes, I think it was, the run time, and... I think that included credits, so figure hour and ten. So short movie. Yeah. But you know, by by the time I'm like halfway through the movie, yeah, I'm just like, this is not gonna get better. This this is it. This is what I have now. Yeah. Like this kind of feels like like a low budget remake of Night of the Living Dead, but instead of zombies it's a satanic cult. <laughs> yeah, I mean I could see that. It looked, it was very familiar to me, like the whole being trapped in some, Oh, you know what? It was like that movie with Scout Taylor Compton that we watched. Yeah. That was bad, too. It was. <laughs> that had a much higher budget, so... I think I'd be more apt to watch this again than that, so, you know, at least there's, there's that. I, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Not that I'd really want to watch either one again. Right. Especially because I had to pay for this one. <laughs> I texted you last night. I'm like, this is not great. I'd call an Audible and watch something else, but I already paid for it. So Yeah, at that point, I had already paid for it, too. So <sighs> Anyway, I, like, I, I hate just like bitching about a movie, but honestly, this didn't really have a lot going for it. Like, It kept, like, uh, you know, this is a satanic cult, so you think that's going to pay off somewhere? You're going to see like some demons or some shit like that? Mm-hmm. Never happens. 
So, but like, okay, fuck it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, like the whole time they keep saying like Kira's like they're after me, they're after me, and they're not. The whole time they're after Reed. Right. And you come to find out the reason is because uh, the priestess Claire wants to fuck him. Yeah. Because he has the bloodline that can awaken this ancient demon or whatever. And then you find out what that bloodline is. But, like, he's just like, no, I won't do it. And I'm just like, just, just fuck her. And it's like, wait, I fuck you and you let us go? Yeah, like, win-win. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't see, like, unless you've got, like, herpes or something. Even then, that's her problem. No, no, no. Means if she had, she had herpes. Oh. Because then that'd be your problem. Yes, that would be your problem now. Although, um, it is harder for men to get herpes from women than it is for women to get herpes from men. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Did not know that. Because it doesn't go in the pee hole as well. Mm. Yes. Whereas women, it's just a big hole. Just, just <laughs> a gaping hole. <laughs> but yeah, then like while they're mid-bang, because finally, because they're like, we'll just kill Kira then if you if you won't fuck her. And he's like, no! He's all, you know, has to be the hero. Right. And so finally he's like, like, I'll fuck her. I'll fuck her for my country. <laughs> <laughs> finally he succumbs and he, they like tie him down. He's like, I'm not going to fuck you for all these weirdos. She's like, we need them for the ceremony for whatever reason. They don't do anything except for the old witch lady who just like rubs her tits and licks her face. Yeah. With a skull on a stick. With a red skull on a stick, yeah. What is happening here? But like mid coitus, she's just like, "I'm your twin sister." <laughs> yeah, I come to find out that uh, after the cult had like we, we jumped back to 1978, and after the cult had taken off with the baby girl, you find out is oh, I like, stole the baby. <laughs> <laughs> I stole it from some stupid Dakini. Uh, so they they. After the cult left with the baby girl, the cops are there investigating, and you find out that there was another baby inside that she, you know, Lily was pregnant with twins. Yeah. The other one was Reed. You know, if I had to guess how old that guy was, I'd put him in his fifties. Not even in his, not even in his forties, let alone forty. 40 yeah. <laughs> like that looks bad looks, on you. Definitely looks older than Claire. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, she's just like, how does it feel to fuck your twin sister? And he's just like, no, no, yes, yes, right. no, no. <laughs> I just came. I'm a Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, it's, it's bad enough that she's like forcing him into sex. Yeah, well, I mean, he agreed to it, so it's like not technically rape, but <laughs> they, they did get consent. <laughs> but, you know, it's not far off. Um, and, you know, he's having to do it in front of an audience of fucking weirdos. Fucking guys in vests. Yeah. So many vests. <laughs> Vest country. Only one guy in this group has sleeves. Um, and yeah, it's like it's bad enough, and then like 
you know, she's explaining what's what's happening, and then yeah, just like, how does it feel to fuck your twin sister? It's like, why did you have to say that? Like, couldn't you have told me that afterwards? Yeah, You're ruining the moment. Yeah, it's like, do you want this to happen? Because yeah. telling me that is gonna kill my. my I'm losing wood. Yeah, <laughs> I might throw up on you too. Uh, yeah. And then I told you this before we started, but I, I really, really like the last about 30 seconds of this movie. <laughs> so he, Reed has this turtle that we mentioned earlier, Marlin, and he like takes the turtle outside when all the shit starts going down. And he's just like, don't worry, I'll be back for you. And then when they're trying to convince him to fuck uh, the priestess, Mohawk dude like takes the turtle and throws it into the desert. And just fucking yeets him up yeah. into the darkness. He's just like, you bastard. <laughs> And so at the end, the Reed, other guy was pulling a bat or something, and I thought they were going <laughs> Yeah, I was like, no, not Marlin. But so after Reed kills everybody, spoiler alert, Reed kills everybody. Um, we're still on spoiler alert, by the way. Yeah, the rest of this is just spoiler alert. He's, he's sitting there, and he like puts the gun to his chin, like he's going to off himself. And he looks off to the left, and there's Marlin, just like, wah, <laughs> running up to him. And he's just like... No, I, I don't think I will. Yeah. <laughs> Not today. Like, I was telling cheese about it, and I was just like, yeah, and then like, the turtle runs up, and she's like, and he didn't kill himself? And I was like, no, and she, she was like, he lived for the turtle? <laughs> I was like, yeah, and she's like, oh! <laughs> so that's the best part of the movie, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. There's this, there's this weird scene where they like break uh, the two two vest dudes break into the house and they're like all right we gotta find them and they start just like taking shit off the walls and breaking it <laughs> I'm just like you're not looking for them yeah they're just <laughs> fucking up the guy's house it's like yeah. he's clearly not in here yeah they, like the other guy goes into the kitchen and starts just like taking dishes out of the cupboards and smashing them I'm like he's not in the cupboards he's not fucking Ant Man he's, he's <laughs> hiding behind the plates like what are we doing. And the guy's just like, fuck this woven art! <laughs> How are you just in here fucking the guy's shit up for no reason? Yeah, meanwhile, he's, he's, a dick. Meanwhile, he's outside. <laughs> he's not even in the house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, they kill off Kira, which, you know, it's like, okay. But it was so, like, unceremonious. Yeah, the priestess just stabs her. Um... Yeah, so yeah, everybody's dead, and it ends with Reed just laughing like maniacally. Yeah, it's like this big drum shot. Yeah, and you like pan up, and you can see this is kind of a cool shot, I guess. Like, yeah, drone shot just kind of goes straight up into the air, and you can see the entire property, and you can just see all the dead bodies yeah. all over the place, like all over the property, just all the dead bodies. Like one guy got killed in the pool, and you know one guy got. Killed like you know in, in the backyard, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, and you see like the old lady over by the trailer thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah. So all in all, this movie, I think it had potential, but almost none of it actually came to fruition. Yeah, and I. 
it sounds condescending to say I feel bad, but I do. I feel bad because I feel like there was a good movie here somewhere that just didn't happen. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like one of those things, like, <clears throat> let me compare it. It's like when I'm drawing, I have a hard time seeing mistakes, like as I'm drawing it. I need to stop and like take a picture of it and look at the picture to see the mistakes. Another thing that all our artists do is they'll like put it in, like showing up in a mirror or like turn it around, hold it up to a light. Cause that really highlights all the mistakes when you see it backwards. Hmm. It's yeah, old artist tricks. Um, but for me, it works when I take a picture of it. Uh, I feel like, I don't know. Cause there's the editing process. So, you know, they film the thing and then they edit it. And it's like, this still didn't jump out. At you. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, yeah, there's definitely potential there. It just was not realized, jumped upon. <sighs> like the, the story overall wasn't, wasn't bad. It was just mostly like the dialogue that really kind of hurt it. Yeah, and you know a lot of the acting wasn't great either. Yeah, I, I, not all of it, but a lot of it, and even the acting was unbalanced. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know that I've ever seen unbalanced acting before, but this one had unbalanced <laughs> acting. Like you had like the one like a single character. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, you have like a single character that is, you know, like really delivering in one scene, and the next one it's like, it's like amateur hour. <laughs> it's like, well, what happened to you? Were you sick that day, or um, anyway? So that's uh, that's that. Yeah. Anything else to add? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I think we're looking at a three. That's where I was too. Mm -hmm. There you go. Um, if you do want to watch it, you can buy it on all the uh, all the services: Amazon, YouTube, etc. Like $4.99, I think is what I paid. $3.99 or $4.99. Okay. You, you never rent HD, do you? You always do standard. Depends on the movie. A movie like this, I'm going SD every time. <laughs> Fair enough. HD couldn't have saved it. I just, I, I can't watch standard definition movies anymore. Like, I don't know. It's, just, it's too hard to watch. But, my eyes don't like it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, up next is the movie that we have been waiting months for. I don't remember when this first got announced, but we were just like, I'm fucking in pretty much the second it was announced. Right. Uh, and it's Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. You're the first person I ever shown this place to. And why am I so special? Because soon we'll be Christopher and Mary Robin. You should be close now. We're not going to find them. We will. Pooh, Piglet, Eeyore. We were friends for many years, and they're out there. 
Christopher, we need to leave. Now. I really need to find out what's happening here, okay? Did you see how to pull? We need to go! There's... There's... Laura's there. There's someone else outside. What was that? Why are you doing this, please? I would have never left that spirit, I swear. So this movie opens with like a it, it kind of resembles the the old Winnie the Pooh books, and it's like that kind of sketchy drawing. Yeah. Um, but it's different. But it's this animation of and we and with a voiceover, and we see a young Christopher Robin talking to his friends at Hundred Acre Wood. You know, Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, Eeyore, Rabbit, Owl, and you know they but say that not Tigger, but not Tigger or Root. Or Kanga or, or Root. Because, like I was telling you in the theater, I'm pretty sure, if I remember reading correctly, that those are still Disney properties. Yeah, but they were in the books. Are they? Were they? At least Tigger was. Hmm? I'm fairly sure. I don't know. But one day, uh, Christopher Robin goes off to college and he, you know, he has to tell his friends, look, I, I'm not coming back. I... No one will really understand that I talk to a bunch of stuffed animals that live in the woods. <laughs> Which is fair. And so all the animals kind of, like, they've basically been domesticated by Christopher Robin. You know, he always brings in these picnics and stuff. Yeah. So when he stops coming back, they don't really know how to fend for themselves. And so they all get really emaciated. And eventually they have to make the difficult choice to eat Eeyore. Here we go. Tigger did not appear until 1928's The House at Pooh Corner, so he is still under copyright. Okay. So, but he was in the books. He was in the books, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I imagine Kanga and Rue are probably in a similar situation. Right. Yeah, so they, they have to kill an Eeyore. And this, like, messes with their minds to the point where they basically go completely feral and they hate all humans, but especially Christopher Robin. And they also vow to never speak again. Right. Fast forward five years, a now adult Christopher Robin is bringing, it, it's his fiance, right? Yeah. Cause he calls her his wife at one point. Does he? Yeah. I remember that. But when they first get there, he says something about, you know, like, you're going to be Mary Robin or whatever. I 
I mean, I feel like I remember. Maria Robin. Hmm? Maria Robin. I feel like I remember him saying, or one of them saying fiance, but now I'm trying to think about when that happened. And I, don't, I, don't remember. I don't remember them actually saying the word fiance, but I, I swear I remember him saying, you're going to be like Mrs. Christopher Robin. I, I do remember that, which is why I just kind of inferred it, but I don't know. I don't know. Either his fiance or his wife. But so he takes her to Hundred Acre Wood, and he's basically like, you know, I want to introduce you to all my friends. And she's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'll go meet your imaginary friends. Say, like, uh, huh. oh yeah, you're, you're talking stuffed bear that lives in the woods. That's that's definitely something I believe. <laughs> like we're gonna deal with this later. <laughs> but so they like walk around the woods and they don't see anything. And so of course she, you know, feels vindicated that this is all in his head. She's just like, but you, you know, it's it's a good thing because that creativity is what's made you successful. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, he went off to medical school and he's presumably a doctor or trained to be a doctor. Yeah. Actually, I don't know how creativity really helps with that, but... Well, was it eight years of, of school to be a doctor? I think so. Seven or eight. So I guess he probably wouldn't be one yet. Yeah, it is Mary. Who's Maria, then? Is there somebody named Maria? Yeah. Oh, she must be oh, one, of oh. one of the college girls. Yeah, yeah. How do you solve a problem like Maria? Um, Tippy Top, Tippy Top, Lemon Tree. Sideshow? No? Uh-huh. I feel like I have a vague recollection of what you're talking about. But so, all of a sudden, they hear something, and they, they go, and they're looking around and they Mary gets attacked from behind with a chain by Piglet who is a he's grown but he's short but he's like a anthropomorphic pig he's like a man pig yeah yeah like he's got the the tusks and... he's got he's got big tusks now but he like walks, you know, walks on two feet. He wears clothes, and, you know. And Christopher Robin is just like, you know, why are you doing this? And then he gets like dragged off into the woods. Yeah. Cut to this group of university students, college students, university because it's British, right? Uni, they go to uni. Yeah, it's weird because it starts out with. Um, this girl, I, th I think this is Maria. Like the main one? That's, is that Maria? Uh, let's see. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, we see her at like her therapist's or her shrink's office. And she's basically, the therapist basically telling her, you know, you need to go on vacation, get away, and just kind of, you know, let these thoughts that are going through your head kind of go to the wayside. Mm -hmm. And then the next shot is this like overhead <laughs> shot from like a drone shot or something of this car going down this dirt road through the woods. And we hear Maria talking on the phone saying, you know, like, oh, when are you going to get here? You're always late, blah, 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 patter, patter, patter. And then she, she stops at this gas station and she goes in and there's nobody there. And she turns around and she's just like, I don't think there's anyone here. And you and I were both just like, who the fuck is she talking to? Yeah, yeah. 
But it turns out she's got this whole car full of people that we never saw or heard until now. Yep. Um, but this guy comes out and they're like, I thought he was going to be like the harbinger. He was like, oh, you don't want to go down that road. <laughs> also, he's an American. This, yeah. So when this started and hearing all the, the British people talking, it's like, okay, I guess that makes sense because, yeah, Winnie the Pooh was a British, it's a British story. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense. But then she goes into this gas station and, I mean, what if we've met? Christopher Robin, his wife, her fiance, her Maria, her therapist, all British. Mm -hmm. And she goes into this gas station and the guy, American or Canadian or somebody who has a, you know, a, a North American accent. It's like, what is happening here? Yeah, and he also says miles, you pointed out. He was like, you, yeah. there's another gas station two miles up the road. So it's like, where does this take place? Right. But so they go and they, uh, Maria, Jess, Alice, Zoe, and Laura, they rented this cabin in like the middle of Hundred Acre Wood. It's this secluded cabin. It's the only place for miles. And you know, Goddamn, sorry. Um, during the opening credits, wasn't there like just a slew of like newspaper clippings talking about all the deaths and shit that yeah. were happening in Hundred Acre Woods? Hundred Acre Woods. Who would fucking camp there? You know, go to a Airbnb, Airbnb there. there. Yeah. <laughs> Some of you didn't bother to Google it first. I guess. <laughs> you would think that like place would be shut down and condemned and like. You know, p police confiscated or whatever. Right. Like, or they would have fucking, you know, knocked down the trees or something. Or <sighs> hundred acres is not that big, <laughs> so you you think it'd, it'd be easy enough, to, especially when you see like where they live. Yeah, it's not exactly inconspicuous. But so. Their friend, the one that uh, Maria was talking to on the phone that's always late, she comes up to like a dead end and calls Maria and is just like, hey, I, I think I'm lost. You know, can you give me a call back and help me? And then suddenly she gets chased by a giant yellow bear. Big silly old bear. Giant fucking hillbilly bear. Yeah. Dressed like, he's dressed like John Goodman. <laughs> like a red plaid shirt and overalls. <laughs> you know, how John Goodman dresses. It's how he always dressed on Roseanne. <laughs> Was he like a construction worker or something? I don't know, probably. Honestly, I never watched that show. I, was I barely it. watched it. I, yeah, I, I have yet to watch the Connors at all. I don't really have any desire to. Yeah. I was, like, I never liked Roseanne, like, as a person. Mm -hmm. I thought she was annoying. And now I like dislike her even more. You see, she has, any, she has, she has any special called Cancel This. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, Fox Nation. I'm like, do you get the irony? <laughs> like, you have a special. Therefore, you were not canceled. Well, it is, like, it is on Fox Nation, so. Oh, yeah. If there's anybody who can give her a piece of, sh a piece of shit like her a platform, it would be Fox. Which I was very disappointed to see Frazier on Fox Nation. Yeah. And then I looked it up, and apparently he's a tea partier. Is he really? Yeah. That's unfortunate. I know. I was like, Frazier! <laughs> and 
Kevin Costner, who I always suspected was a right winger, but I didn't yeah. know. I mean, if he's on Fox Nation, he must be. Yes. A, who 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 else in their right mind would do a show on that? Right. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, this girl gets chased into this um, like abandoned factory by this by this silly old bear, and gets gets her top unexplicably ripped <laughs> off for no reason. <laughs> Like, I'm just like, I don't know how, but somehow she's going to be topless. I can just smell it in the air. It was, like, so gratuitous. It literally was just like, no shirt, and now you're dead. (laughs) Shoves her head into some fucking wood chip or some shit. And then the uh, Pooh and Piglet go to the house, and, you know, they start stalking the girls, and they, you know, they write... Your next on the windows, like from the movie Your Next. Yeah. And I guess as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh, someone's an Adam Wingard fan." Wait, was it? No, it's Get Out, wasn't it? Maybe it was Get Out. I think you're right, actually. But yeah, so they started like yeah, stuck. Yeah, great movie. Get Out or Your Next? Sure, yeah, both, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so Pooh and Piglet start just kind of you know harassing them around the house, and and uh, and hilarity ensues. <laughs> So something we both noticed. What did we notice? Was that Pooh and Piglet were the only characters. Yeah. I mean, as far as the uh, the Hundred Acre Wood gang, like there was no uh, um, rabbit, rabbit, no owl. owl. You know, the the two other characters that were specifically mentioned was was not in there. Right. Or we're not in there. So I don't I don't understand. Yeah, did the I mean, did Pooh and Piglet eat them too? <laughs> Are we supposed to assume next? We we see traces of Eeyore, like we see his tail nailed to a cross, and we see like a thing that says "R.I.P. Eeyore." Um, that was like yeah, in the animations, but later you, f- you find out Christopher Robin actually isn't dead. He's been s- strung up in some shed, you know, like some torture shed, and Pooh's actually whipping him with. Eeyore's tail. You said that. I don't think it is. I think it's just... It says it in here. Really? Yep. But Eeyore's tail was like a... Meanwhile, it was a tree house. Well, it was a big braid of hair, like a, like a donkey's tail would be. Yeah, but it was it was way too long. Have you seen a donkey's tail? No. Actually, wait. Miss, you know, I'm thinking of a horse tail. I was going to say, it's, it was more akin to a horse tail. I think a donkey's tail is like flesh. Until the end, and there's like a little tuft. A little tuft, yeah. I don't know, man. But it does say here that it was... It says, Meanwhile, Pooh's treehouse in abandoned... Or sorry. Christopher has been held prisoner by Pooh, who brutally whips him with Eeyore's detached tail. Hmm. Because they had like... Um, a little bow. Yeah. Well, it had, looked like it had multiple in it, being so long. And then, it, you know, it would have had the tack on the end, which is why his back was getting like... Yeah, that makes sense. sense. I don't know. Um, yeah, I going into this, I did not know how goofy they were going to go with it. Yeah. And I expected it to be much goofier. The thing is, when you have a movie like this, which is Winnie the Pooh as a slasher, <laughs> it's very hard to go real serious and not come across real Yeah. 
but I think they did a pretty good job. Yeah, at, at no point was I just like thinking like, oh, this is just ridiculous. I mean, there were parts where it's just like things were just silly, I guess, but I don't know. Am I contradicting myself? You almost forget that it's Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, aside from Winnie the Pooh's face, there's really not a lot of comparison, because even when you when you hearken back to the old art from, from the books, like, you know, his, his face looks like Winnie the Pooh, mm-hmm. but again, they're both, like, Clearly men wearing masks. Yeah, the Winnie the Pooh mask is not... Doesn't sit completely right on the person's face. Like, they, they do close-ups of his mouth, and you can see the human lips yeah. behind the, the Pooh lips. Something that was really... Uh, Pooh lips is not... That doesn't sound good. <laughs> Something that was a little um, unsettling was, like, when they'd, like, digitally manipulate his mouth. Like, to make him look like he's smiling. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> and he does eat honey in this and he like just kind of gets it everywhere he just like smears honey on his face and it's just dripping off yeah. and it looks really disgusting and it almost looks like like on his hands like they didn't like put like bear paws or anything like that no they're almost just like yellow gloves yeah they just look like kitchen gloves almost um, and yeah Piglet I mean Piglet obviously being a f- no longer being a, a Piglet s- Piglet now full grown pig obviously doesn't resemble the original piglet at all. Yeah, he looks like a boar. Right. Yeah, so to know that it's Winnie the Pooh and Piglet too. Yep. I uh, like you just gotta be aware of it, you know? Yeah. Um which again, his face, like Pooh's face, does look like Winnie the Pooh, more or less. Mm-hmm. But really is that's really all tying that's really all that's tying them to the original visual concept of the character. Yeah. There's not like a whole lot of like puns or like little homages. Like there's the, uh, the Eeyore's tail thing, which I probably wouldn't have even picked up on if you hadn't said anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's like the homages and stuff are so minor yeah. that it's not like grown worthy or even like, even if you're into that kind of thing, you wouldn't be like, ha that's so cute. Like, um, like I said, like you almost forget that it's Pooh. And it almost just seems like another Man in a Mask movie. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like... It's very... Like, the vibe of it is very Texas Chainsaw, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Brits do slashes differently. There's just something about them that's different. Yeah. I can't quite describe it or put my finger on it, but... um, This definitely... You know, it's funny you mentioned Your Next, because this actually reminded me a lot of Your Next. Yeah, like the whole like concept of them being trapped in the house and the, like the killers being on the outside and trying to get in is very your next. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, what the hell was I going to say? Oh, I mean, obviously, so the, the Disney representations of the characters are all still trademarked. Mm-hmm. Disney still owns those, so they couldn't touch that stuff. And so you're talking about how it's not like um, goofy or really heavy-handed with the references. Uh, a lot of that, it's like, unless you're familiar with the books, which admittedly I'm not, I, yeah. I think I've read like one poo book. Um, you're not going to see a lot of that familiar stuff because it's all Disney. That's true. 
it's like, you know, in the books, Pooh is just a teddy bear. Mm -hmm. He doesn't wear the red shirt like he does in Disney. Um, he doesn't wear anything. Yeah, he's just yeah, just a, a, a naked bear. Yeah. Um, he's bare naked. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. Uh, I think I, I don't know, probably 15-ish minutes into it. And I think I told you, it's like this, the production value of this was, was much higher than I was expecting. Yeah, the budget, it just says less than 100000 I don't know how much less. I don't know if it's ninety nine, ninety nine, ninety nine. It just says less than 100000 so I don't know. But yeah, yeah, it looks very, uh, very polished and very, not like, not polished, I mean, that's the wrong word, but look. I wouldn't have thought that, like, Universal made this or something. Right. Um, it still has that kind of gritty, you know, low-budget feel, but it's, it does, yeah, like you said, the production value was very good. Um, we have to talk about the chopping. <laughs> yeah, apparently Pooh's go-to move is it's the judo chop. Yeah, it's a chop or sometimes a slap. Like at one point, he's got this character tied down, and he's just like, chop, <laughs> chop, and you just, you just see it, his shadow just like chopping, and just like, what is he doing? Snow machine chops it. Seriously, dude, what's with the chopping? I'm cutting out my, I'm chopping all of my action, mostly, mostly power. <laughs> Kills. Chops it. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand the chopping. I don't know, but it was funny. It was. Unintentionally, I'm sure, but... Yeah. Because like, multiple scenes where you just... Chop. Yeah, I mean, that scene that you're where, where the character's tied down in, like... To me, it looked like he was slapping or just, like... Like hand, like straight down on her butter, like the, oh, like that. Yeah, that's what it looked like to me. And it was like, ah, oh, he's just his, he's using his fucking pimp hand. When they were showing the shadow, like it looked like he was like, like chop, chop, and then maybe like a, you know, across the face. Uh, I mean, maybe I don't. I probably have to see it again to really be able to tell. But, um, yeah, <laughs> it's just to me, it just looked like he was slapping her. Like he's got to keep his bitches in line. <laughs> He's strong. But then later he does it too. Does it to Christopher Robin. He gives him a chop. Yeah. But then he like slaps somebody, somebody's face off. Yeah, he slaps someone's face off of their face. <laughs> and I, I, will, so... I will slap your face into a jelly. Uh, I mean, I have to assume this was basically akin to, like, a bear mauling. I guess. But, it, like, with a human hand looking like he's slapping somebody, just didn't really read that way? No. Or chopping, either way. It was like the director watched a lot of that one episode of Always Sunny. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely inspiration. And workaholics, when they're always like, that's a chop! <laughs> and Austin Powers... Judo chop. 
and old the great Kali matches. <laughs> See, I, I don't know if you had this, but when we were in the theater, uh, it, so sorry. Just, uh, let's see. Jagged Edge, which is the production company in ITN Films, who co-financed the project, declined to give the exact budget, but indicated it was under one hundred thousand. So, yeah, <clears throat> and realized that uh, Jagged Edge had gotten into the movie making, <laughs> stuck getting residuals from Let's Get Married, or what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, you don't get paid for it when uh, when the DJ just plays at a wedding. <laughs> and he plays it at every wedding. <laughs> it's almost like enforced. It's like it's a law. Like you, like you write it, like at the wedding venue, it's written in the contract. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, when we were in the theater, it felt like people wanted to laugh. Yeah. And it just like never really... There were no laugh-worthy moments other than just like, you know, when like there would be like a silhouette of poo and you're just like, all of a sudden it hits you how silly that is. Right. Yeah, I mean, well, like you and I, probably me more because I'm fucking weird. <laughs> it's like it's like the really like over-the-top gory things. Like, sure, yeah. Laugh. It was the same thing like when I went to go see Terrifier 2 with my dad. Like, most of the time, we were, like, laugh. Like, we were the only ones laughing in the theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people are like, oh, 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 my God. And, yeah, you got me and my dad in the back just laughing our asses on. Anyway. Yeah, I feel like that was me and Max, too. <laughs> I'll show you some of that. Um, yeah, like, in this, I feel like people didn't, know what to expect yeah and there's people were just caught off guard literally the movie ends and this girl sitting in front of us goes don't tell me it's over (laughs) (laughs) and then credits credits. (laughs) she was like don't tell me that's how it ends or something like that yeah it's it's definitely wide open for a sequel so which has already been announced has it yeah oh okay well there you go yeah and then also um peter pan uh neverland nightmare which is uh, apparently going to be uh, Reese Frake Waterfield's next movie. And then he's also doing a Bambi movie, which I think is called Bambi's Revenge. You and I were talking about that on, on the way back from the theater. I'm not really sure how that's going to work. Yeah, that one's going to be the weird one. Because it's like, I mean, Peter Pan, that's easy. Oh, it's called Bambi the Reckoning. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, here you go. Bambi will be a monstrous bipedal deer who stomps on people's heads. <laughs> so they're just not tying it into the original narrative at all. And it doesn't sound like it. Okay. Well, that's one way you can do it. Yeah, because, you know, this is obvious. So this is a continuation of the books. It, it's more or less builds on the lore that was already built in the original books. Peter Pan, presumably is going to maybe do the same or at least use a lot of those elements. Mm-hmm. You know, Neverland, Peter Pan, Captain Hook, those kinds of things. But you, you and I were like, how are they going to do that with a bunch of woodland creatures without a bunch of CGI? Because it's like, you know, 
Winnie the Pooh and Piglet were already anthropomorphic animals, so to make them human size and just put you know masks on people, that's you know that's fine. Peter Pan, Captain Hook, already humans. How, how do you do that with uh, you know a deer and, and a rabbit? <laughs> yeah, apparently they're just gonna make him a, a monst a monstrous bipedal deer who stomps on people's heads. I mean that's fine, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> And apparently all these movies are going to tie together. They're going to, they're going to be in a shared universe. <laughs> Gotta have that universe. Gotta have a shared universe. Well, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, me too. If it's more like Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, uh, I'm all for it. Be interesting to see if his budget goes up. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine that, you know, this one's... It made a million dollars. Yeah, according to Wikipedia... In fact, it made two and a half million. Yeah. Uh, I, assume, I presume that's worldwide. Which is really impressive because, I mean, unless other areas have more showings, like here, there was one showing on Wednesday. It was a Sunday now. There was one showing on Wednesday, one showing on Friday. I think there was a showing yesterday. And I don't know if there was one today or not, but, you know, three showings. And that theater wasn't full. No. Um, and I... I think Friday, or no, sorry, Wednesday. So the, the, the release date. Um, I think that showing was all but sold out. I think there may be a few seats left. Okay. But so I, yeah, Friday was not sold out. Yeah, like I had to come down here because there was only one showing up by me. Yeah. It was on Wednesday. Yeah, and the other. Before they announced those extra dates here locally uh, on Friday, Saturday, and, and maybe even today, I, I don't know. Um, the only other place was out on the peninsula, which is just not gonna happen. This is not gonna happen. Like even like even for you, if you were to take like a ferry over there, it's just like completely po like silly and pointless. Well, yeah, like that late, I don't know if there would be a ferry after the movie was over. That's a good point. Yeah, and have to drive around. Yeah, and that's like three and a half fucking hours. Yeah, it's it's long for me to get there, and I live, you know, closer to the bottom, huh? Closer to the bottom. Yeah, for for me to get over to the the Narrows Bridge, twenty five minutes maybe. Um, it seems oddly specific, like twenty to thirty minutes, depending on traffic. <laughs> thirty, thirty minutes, <laughs> twenty bucks. Um. But yeah, but then to get to Bremerton is another, you know, 45 minutes. Yeah. So it's just a pain in the ass. So yeah, it wasn't going to happen. The only reason I ever go out to Bremerton is go to the drive-in. Mm. But, you know, that's, that's an event. You make a thing out of it. But yeah, like, if I'm going to Bremerton, I'm going for the day. I'm, like, going to hang out at some breweries and, like, do more than just one thing. Beery? The Beery, yeah. <laughs> the Path Blue Ribbon Beery! Man, that drive-in, like, there's one way up north, I think, in Mill Creek. I think that's where it is. And then there's the one in Bremerton. There might be, like, one other one that I'm not aware of. But as far as, for me, it's easily accessible. That one in Bremerton is the only drive-in I can get to. Yeah. And apparently, because they've, in the last handful of years, they've put a, a more high-speed um, ferry from... Bremerton, Seattle. So you can expect that in the coming years there's going to be a real estate boom out there. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I'm just worried that things aren't going to be around for much longer. Because even if they don't build, like even if they don't sell the land to, to developers, the land around it mm -hmm. isn't sold. And once that area starts brightening up at all hours of the day, you're not going to be able to watch them anymore. Right. Uh, fucking drive-ins, man. Fucking A. Did you go to drive-ins, right? Probably not. Right. Well, there was the one in Auburn I used to go to, yeah. Probably, but probably, like, during the summer, you know? Yeah. Right? You see, like, you know, when I was growing up, there there, there were a lot of drive-ins. They were starting to close up at that point already because of development. Um, but the nice thing about it is you could go to them almost like all year because it's in, in L.A. Yeah. And the sun, the weather is always nice for the most part. Um and so that's kind of what I grew up with. Going to the theater was kind of a treat. Um, and then when I moved up here, it was the exact opposite. A weird little culture shift. Port Townsend is the other one, by the way. There's one in Port Townsend? So it says. Oh, I guess I didn't know about that one. But no, there is one up north. I feel like it's Mill Creek, but maybe... I'm, or maybe Oak Harbor? I don't know. This just lists the two. Really? Yeah. And then it gives me a dicks. <laughs> That's relevant. Anyway, so we got off topic here. Um, Last never. <laughs> Go see this if you can. Yeah, I mean, showings are limited, but, you know, it could be another, you know, Terrifier, if, or Terrifier 2. If it does well, they'll start adding mm -hmm. showings. Right now, I don't know if this is a national, well, it's got to be. Uh, the Fathom Events thing. Right now, that's what they're doing. It's, it's Fathom Events, which one? The showings are so limited. But, you know, it could get picked up if people go to see it. Is that why it was, like, why there were no trailers? Uh, I believe so, yeah. And also, I think studios, like, pair the trailers with movies. They're like, no. <laughs> Not touching that. No, thanks. <laughs> Um, I was telling Tony, I was like, you know, sometimes you'll look at a movie's Rotten Tomato score and it'll be really bad and you'll be like, oh, great. And even when you've like already committed to watching it mm -hmm. for a, a podcast or something. And, uh, <laughs> I was like, that's too specific. <laughs> but like this one, I looked at the Rotten Tomato score and I was like, oh, it's really bad. That's good. I'm excited <laughs> for that. Was it the audience score or the... It was the... No, it was the critic score. Oh, well, that was fucking bad. But yeah, no, I, I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's... It's <laughs> 6%. Huh? 6%. Youch. Audience score is 55. That's all right. But see, I think people are expecting it to be goofy. People are expecting it to be this, like, schlocky horror comedy. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Like I said, they take it real seriously. But like I said, it's it's real hard to take a movie about Winnie the Pooh as a slasher and be like, I'm going to play it totally straight and not have it come across as dumb. Yeah. But they didn't, in my opinion. Like, maybe, obviously, some people think maybe they did. But I, I enjoyed this. And like I said, yeah, I think you kind of forget that it's Winnie the Pooh. And it just kind of acts the same as like a Friday the 13th or a Texas Chainsaw Massacre or like I said just a, a Man in the Mask movie yeah definitely and you know when you when you when you when the thought that it is Winnie the Pooh 
sneaks back sneaks in. back into your brain, then you, you kind of get a little laugh about it, but just get the sheer ridiculousness of it. But it doesn't really affect the movie itself. Yeah. I mean, I hate Rotten Tomatoes. I know, like, it's your bread and butter for your other show. <laughs> um, but I fucking hate it. I think it's a dumb fucking website. Because, like, you know, you got things like like this, where it's 6% for the critics, but then 55% mm-hmm. for audience. You know, 55% is not great, but, you know, it's 50%. At least half people enjoyed it. It's also like there's no like scale. It's good or bad. Is that how the I've never actually rated a movie on it, so I don't know how I mean I don't know. Maybe they have a rating and it's like, you know, less than five is rotten, more than five is not. I don't I don't know how that works. Um But I think it's just like because it's six percent, and so it's saying six percent of critics think it's bad. Mm-hmm. Not that, like, critics gave it a 6 out of 100 or something. Oh, wait. It's, sorry. It's not saying that 6% of critics liked it? That That is what it's saying. Oh, sorry. Okay. I, I said it backwards. Okay, yeah, yeah. But it's not like... 6% is not a rating. It's, okay. it's, it's not a 6 out of 10 or 6 out of 100 or right. anything like that. Okay. It's saying 6% of critics liked it. Okay. I see what you mean. Whatever that means. Like or dislike. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's like... I mean, not to, you know, um, pump up Marvel movies, because, you know, God knows they don't need it from us. But it's like, this whole Ant-Man, I don't know if you've heard of people just bitching to... I have heard that Ant-Man is terrible. I've, yeah, I've heard it from, from fans. I've, I've definitely heard it from fans. But, you know, you look at it on Rotten Tomatoes, 47% for the critics. Okay. 84% for the audience. It's like, who are you going to believe? Yeah. Bunch of fucking critics who have been bitching about superhero movies for the better part of 20 years. Or, yeah, people like you who wanted to see it, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of my other podcast is how the critic score is always dumb. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's fucking dumb. (laughs) That was a wheeze. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. People bitching about superhero movies is stupid. It's like it's a superhero movie. What do you, what do you want? Fucking Macbeth? <laughs> um, anyway, okay. So, um, anyway, judge, I mean, judge it for yourself, but we did. I'm, I don't want to speak for you, but it sounds like we both recommend it. Yeah. If you're into slasher movies, you know, like, like I said, don't go into it expecting lots of silly little Winnie the Pooh puns and, and you know, little winks and nods and stuff. It's it's not a goofy movie. It's not a slapstick horror. Um, it's it's a pretty straightforward slasher. Oh, man. What if they made a goofy movie like this? <sighs> I don't know how I would feel. <laughs> I'm so conflicted. <laughs> You, part of you wants to say it'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. And part of me is like, don't touch it. <laughs> Just imagine like eye to eye, like slowed way down. <laughs> and then like played in a minor key. <laughs> but like a... Um, like an organ or, or something. Orchestral, orchestral, or sure, yeah. Yeah. Like what Jordan Peele did to I Got Five on it. Right. <laughs> 
<clears throat> All right. Should we wrap this up? Yeah, probably. Um. I'll go eight. Eight. I think I'm going to say seven. Okay. Because we did a lot of, uh, um, you know, pumping up of this and, and, and talking it up, but there were some downsides about it that I don't think we mentioned. Yeah, I mean, technically speaking, you know, it is it is a hundred less than a $100,000 budget, so there are definitely some technical issues. Um, I mean, I, I guess this isn't much of a spoiler, but the scene we were talking about where he's chopping the person, that person is no worse for the wear the next thing. Yeah. It's like, what even happened? Yeah, we were just like, wait, wasn't that person just getting the shit kicked out of him two seconds ago? Yeah. And uh, one thing, you know, something that will gripe me about any movie that does it is bad acting. Yeah. Or, uh, or inconsistent acting. You know, I talked about it in the last movie. This one was the same. Like, there's a lot of not so great acting. And it wasn't inconsistent acting like the, like the last one. This was just certain people in the cast weren't all that good. Yeah. Um, which is, I don't know. That, that That's a dick. I mean, it's, it's on the cast to do their job well. It's also on the director to spot it when they're not. Sure. And I just, I don't understand that. It's like, how can you listen to this and like, and not say, no, no, no do it again. Yeah. Like horror acting is different than regular acting. Almost definitely. Like you can be a really good actor and just not be good in a horror movie. Yeah. And it's like, it, the reason that horror and comedy are so they, they work so well together. I mean, it's like it's like chocolate and peanut butter, you know, or you know, peanut butter and jelly, or peanut butter with a lot of things. <laughs> it's just like they 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 work so well together because they're so similar in delivery. Mm -hmm. It's all about timing. It's all about um, inflection. Uh, you know, dramatic things and, you know, action roles and stuff. It's, it's, those are not, well, I mean, drama, there's definitely a, a thing about delivery, but it's a different kind of delivery, I guess. Whereas horror and comedy are very similar in that respect. And I think that's why you see a lot of comedy actors who do horror and it tends to work mm -hmm. just because it's that same kind of timing and, and delivery to an extent. Um, I forget why I brought that up. <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably not important. All right. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. So the, the, for me, it was it was the acting that was just some people were not so great, and so I knock it down a little bit for that. But other than that, I was pleasantly surprised. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was expecting a much cheaper looking movie but this one actually delivered on a, on a lot of things so. yeah like i was expecting to laugh at this movie a lot yeah and i didn't yeah well I didn't laugh with it much either no. that's fine <laughs> that wasn't the idea yeah there weren't a lot of uh, there weren't jokes I mean, there yeah weren't... like they, they could have made this a very silly movie and possibly made it very good that way yeah but they decided to go the other direction and like i said it's that's hard to do but they did it all right. Yeah, if they would have leaned into the absurdity of it and made it more of a comedy, it would have been a di very different movie. Yeah. 
Not necessarily better or worse, but different. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. We're at the end. Yay! Hey, this is gonna be well, probably still about two and a half hours. I say it's gonna be a shorter episode, but well, yeah. shorter than the last one, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, um, we're gonna we're gonna close up shop here, guys, and um, catch you next time. Uh, what are we gonna be watching, Taylor? Uh, we're going to be watching uh, the brand new movie Infinity Pool with Ma- Mia Goth and Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, as well as Sorry About the Demon. <laughs> Which is a movie that I just discovered <laughs> before we started recording. And it looks just wacky. It's all kinds of silly. It's going to be very contrasting films next episode. Yep. I do suspect. All right. And until then, Taylor, where can people find us? They can find us at graveplotpodcast.com, as well as wherever you listen to your podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Give us five stars. Put a little something in the text box. doesn't matter what it is. It can just be, you know, your favorite Winnie the Pooh book or something. It doesn't matter. You can draw like a... like a. No, you can't draw. Or like, <laughs> like, like, a, like, a, like a little old dick. You draw like an eight. And then like that eight equals equals, equals equals D, D yeah. or equals 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 if you're feeling good about yourself. Yeah, you can like write Taylor eats and then draw a dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, you can follow us on social media, uh, Grave Plot Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and Grave underscore Plot on Twitter. Also, make sure to check out GraveplotFilmFest.com. Obviously, we're, we're done for this year, but we'll be back at it again this summer. Uh, you can also follow the Great Plot Film Fest on social media, Great Plot Film Fest on Facebook and Instagram, and Great Plot FF on Twitter. Is that it? Is that everything? I think so. Okay. Cool. Well, we'll be back in a couple weeks, guys. Unless... Oh, and Patreon. Patreon.com slash Great Plot Podcast. Bring money. We like money. Okay, uh, well, we'll see you in a couple weeks, guys, unless something goes wrong. You know, sometimes things go wrong. Sometimes things go wrong. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, unless it does. Assuming it doesn't, we'll see you then. Until then, I am Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror. And this has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. Stuffed with